You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In a world where Carolina Panthers fans have an insatiable thirst for Panthers news and opinions. Only one podcast roars ferociously. It's the C3 Panthers podcast. Take a seat. Take a seat, Panther fans, because it's not perfect. It's not perfect, perfect, perfect. (laughs) It's not even good. I can't even say good evening, good afternoon, Merry Christmas. I could say Lirum Hallelujah. Because my man had all the points today. Liram, hallelujah. As the Carolina Panthers have once again been held to under seven points this season. Third time this season that the Carolina Panthers have been held to under seven. I went back and looked at the 2010 season for the Carolina Panthers three games where they did not crest six points that year as well. So we are in the offensive productivity range of the 2010 Carolina Panthers as they go out there and really have a lackluster. I mean, I don't even know how to describe what we saw today, but I would say um, clown show. I would say um, giving up. I would say um, uncompetitive uh, to the very most as the Matt rule continues to cycle out quarterbacks and likely, and most honestly, the last game of Cam Newton's career in Bank of America ends in disaster for him, for the coaching staff, for the Carolina Panthers, for everyone involved, especially for us who are on the C3 Panthers podcast and I've got to turn the mic over to my wheel man here who's going to come out here and probably try to tell me how Cam Newton should be the starting quarterback next year, how Brady Christensen is going to be the best guy ever in the world. If you are upbeat right now, Cody Lashley, I'm going to come in there and I'm going to knock you. I'm going to knock you in your head. Man, this was pathetic. It was pathetic, pathetic, pathetic. 
Welcome. Yeah, it was pathetic. But what else is new? The Carolina Panthers are pathetic. Our coaches are pathetic. Everything that the Panthers do is pathetic. Hey, who would have thought a two-quarterback system where neither quarterbacks have enough time to get into a rhythm with any of their receivers was doomed to fail behind a terrible offensive line? Who would have thunk it? Oh, that's right. We would have thunk it because it's everything that we've been saying on this podcast for weeks at a time, Tony Dunn. The Panthers are in a bad place. And I feel like right now, if you're in this chat room, you're in a bad place. But have no fear. C3 is here. We're here all the time. We're here to be your post-game therapy session. And you already know that we're joined by the best Panther fans in all of YouTube. You know them and love them. It's ATX19. Brad Dugan, Carter Cannon, Hector Macho Camacho, Seth Robinson, Shane Reed, Underground West, Tin Tizzy, Thomas Tomlinson, Vincent Leidig, Tony Dunn, and nothing to it but to do it, brother. Let's roll. I feel like Andy Dufresne, and that is a movie reference uh, to the Shawshank Redemption, where my man had to crawl through 500 yards of shit to get to freedom. I have started that crawl this season. 500 yards of shit. We are going to lock arms, and we're going to have to crawl through together, Carolina Panthers fans, because it is a mess. CK, Merry Christmas. Uh, Good to see you uh, under poor circumstances. Poor circumstances, indeed. Um, you know, I, I listen. I mean, I don't know. I think we are, are just hoping to not, to lose, right? But I don't know that we were hoping to lose in the manner that we have been. And I think that's why this stuff becomes more and more painful. Um, you know, and we'll talk about. I think Cody and I have maybe differing opinions on a couple of things. Cody didn't look at this as a complete loss. Um, you know, there were some positives. I think. I think that's, uh, you know, a, a bit optimistic. I think that there's a complete failure across the board. And, um, you know, I was saying that I'm almost of the mind, almost, of thinking Matt Rule is just legitimately legitimately tanking. Like, like it can't be this bad. Like, this has to be intentional. Like, I I don't know what it's else It's not, though. That's the problem. Yeah. I know, I know, but I'm going to choose to believe it. That's the best they are today. I'm going to choose to believe it. Like, that's the thing right now is I'm going to choose to believe it because if it is true that Matt Rule is here, then uh, next year, obviously, we're going to have to deal with this for a a, a while, right? Um, And it's not great news, but it is news nonetheless that I think we all kind of saw was possible. Um, And uh, and, and so if if that's the case, I've got to have something to look forward to next year. Otherwise, we're just going to be – this is going to be another depressing – time of our lives here of uh, of being you know panthers fans so greg merry christmas uh welcome back to being uh, a carolina panthers fan yesterday you probably got to spend time with your family uh watching your beautiful daughters open gifts and be good people as i i got to witness and then we have to witness this just bamboozle of the christmas spirit man I'm telling you this is the Panthers are trying. They are the Grinch that stole Christmas. Yeah, they've stolen my entire season. <laughs> it's not just yeah, Christmas, my life, season, my man. podcast. Thanks, assholes, for stealing my <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I I think the the biggest thing for me today that I saw that, that surprised me because I knew this game was going to be bad. Um, 
was just the stat that the Panthers are the second ranked passing defense. And they kept saying during the game, the second ranked oh offense gets the second ranked defense. defense at is what good point in time? Yeah. At what point in time have we been the second ranked defense? There is no way that stat is right. It's got to be. I mean, we had historical games in the first three years through three uh games of the season. For three games, but, but yeah, exactly. but against historically <laughs> bad at terrible teams. Exactly. But this is this goes to the um I think it was um who wrote Huck Finn? Uh, Mark Twain. Mark Twain said there's stats, damn stats and lies or something to that yeah. effect. Um guys, you can tell me this Panthers defense is good all day, but they can't stop shit. And not that they've been given much to work with, but we heard that they couldn't stop the run left. And then them bitches just ran the ball up the middle for the first quarter and then hit us with the left. They were setting it up. (laughs) Terrible. Terrible, All right, Greg, thanks for joining the show. Uh, The number is 252-228-5098. That is 252-228-5098. Sound off on what this game means for the Carolina Panthers today, tomorrow, and in the future. Cam Newton's own last game in Bank of America, I believe, may have just happened today. And um, and it wasn't pretty. And I w- I'll go ahead and start off with that. Cam Newton threw one of the most horrific passes today into – he just lobbed it up. No, that was, and he, if you he, assholes tell me that shit's tipped, but how is that the real? No, no the, it wasn't like, tipped. Come on, it wasn't tipped. His, his offensive lineman was in his lap, and his yeah. elbow hit the offensive lineman's sh- uh, helmet as he's throwing. So it wasn't yeah. even like it was not a loft. It was just like go it was down, run out. I mean, no, come on, he was, it was throwing just it. Awful. Was Sam you thought he was going to get that out was of bounds? What was Sam Donald really better today? I mean, both of you know what I would say this is that I want to talk about something I saw in the chat, but here is I will. All right. So you said that's the lead in. Well, let's go to the other one is that we cycle in uh, Sam Darnold. Right. And it looks like it's going to be just as much of a shit show. He's holding on to the ball and he squirts out through the and then throws this pass downfield to Shy Smith. And the crowd went from the play before booing his entry into the game to cheering. And I just looked at that play and I go, well, that's why people have some semblance of belief in Sam Darnold, because that was like, I mean, like you showed his, he showed his physical attributes by being like, just push the fall, push the ball downfield on the run a little bit. It was a good pass. But other than that, um, where do you, where should we start, Cody? Where should what is the lead in to this show? So, okay, I mean, look, the lead in to the show is obvious. Uh, the Carolina Panthers need to fire their head coach, and you know, the fact that Jonathan uh, Alexander and Jonathan Alexander and Joe Person recently went out there and said that Matt Rule is pretty much from their sources gonna have a third year in the NFL, and I don't know why you would do that. Like, why would David Tepper tell that to Matt Rule or tell that to anyone when there are three games left to go? You're not even done evaluating what your team did today. And look, I mean, everything is bad, man. How about about this? There's so many places that we could start. Brian Burns on Tristan Wirfs was a terrible fucking matchup. 
for Brian Burns. He got, listen, they were running at Brian Burns today. We are just not physical enough on the defensive line on our edge positions. Your Turgros Matos, I think, uh, got in a little more today and played well. But for the most part, man, when they decide to get aggressive and physical and wanted to run the football, they were able to do that. When Tom Brady wanted to sit back and throw the football, he generally had enough time to get the ball down the field, man. And this is supposed to be our Pro Bowl defensive end. Our Pro Bowl defensive end, Brian Burns, well, when you put him on one of the better tackles in the NFL, he's not getting the job done. And then look, so, you know, CK earlier said that, you know, I I thought there was some wins. No, there's one win from this video game. Or, not, he called it a game. video game. Well, I mean, it, it oh, might as well have been. I wish it, it was a like simulation. We were playing Madden, and they were on fucking an all Madden team, and we were someone who's never picked up the controller before. But I think Brady Christensen played well today, and I know I'm not the only one that that thinks that. Now he wasn't uh 100% on all of his snaps, but going up against Shaquille Barrett, he got the better of most of those snaps. And I, I feel like if you would have seen him earlier this year, and if this would have been his sixth or seventh game starting at left tackle for the Carolina Panthers, then it would have been even better than it was. Uh, I mean, who uh, had the better day today, um, Brady Christensen or Chuba Hubbard? I mean, from you better from say Brady money, Christensen. I'm I'm lobbing these up to you, Cody. I'm lobbing them up. Yeah, I mean, Chuba Hubbard or Brady, Brady Christensen. Christensen. All right, uh, who had a better day today, Brady Christensen or Michael Jordan? You, I'm lobbing them up. You just go ahead and say it. Chris. All right, who had a better day today, Cam Newton or Brady Christensen? Brady Still Christensen. Uh, who had a better day today, Matt Rule or Brady Christensen? Once again, Brady Christensen. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, uh, Matt Fool. Matt Fool, dude, uh, this team looked uninspired at all levels. Uninspired. And the sad part about it is, and I'll turn the mic to the panel. You guys can lead with this. The rotation of quarterbacks. I mean, all right, so when we come in, they activate Sam Darnold uh, to the the active roster. Um, And I kind of like the idea of... Like, hey, um, we didn't complete. Like, because I think they lied about the injury. I thought that they were throwing Sam Darnold into the trash bin. But today, trying to go and play him, I think in some ways showed that somehow I have some sort of interest or belief in the future of Sam Darnold. Anyway, the rotation of these quarterbacks, guys, from the beginning. Listening to that broadcast with Mark Sanchez, I want to punch punch Mark Sanchez in his face. Oh, I, I agree, do, man. It's like it was you. You guys were getting on Vilma Sanchez is worse, hmm. um, but you know, as we have to deal with this shit show, I mean, we're gonna have to hear the shit that people are dropping on us. But it started off with that rotation right away. They're calling for Sam Darnold, this and that. Let's look at the coaching performance by Matt Rule. Where we're at, almost two years into his tenure, what is there to believe? What is there to hang? When is there, Tell me one thing. Tell me one thing 
about Matt Rule that proves to us, or not proves, suggests that he's not a fool. So, there, there, but there is nothing. And by the way, Matt, I ain't got one. And I want to have one. Matt Rule uh, asked, uh, you know, talking about, you know, the process and what they're going through. He apologized to the fans that the results haven't been there, but believes the process is a thousand percent working. Hey, Matt, what what the fuck would it look like if it wasn't working? What yeah. would it look like if it, if it wasn't working? I mean, this is as terrible <laughs> as it can get. I mean, Tony, what do you, what we do you were really... the only football team today in the early window that failed to put up 10 points. Yeah. The only team in the NFL that couldn't put up 10 points. When Skip Bayless calls you a joke. Clown you know show. Bad. Yeah, clown uh, show. Yeah, you know, you know it's bad. Like To be fair, the, the oh, Buccaneers yeah, did do it. the same thing to the Saints last week, but the Saints defense was much more well prepared for Tom Brady with, you know, uh, the, the, what did they do to the saints last week? They lost to the saints. They, they they held them to nine points. I don't care about that but, offense, but what I'm saying is if we're going to use that as the, like, if we're going to say that, you know, the, the, the Buccaneers held us to under 10 points, the only team in the NFL this week to not hit 10, you got to also keep in mind the bucks did the same thing to the saints. The I difference believe- here is the defense. It was not able to do anything on our side bro, of the thing. Bro, we played a COVID-riddled Tampa Bay team. Yeah. An injury-riddled Tampa Bay team. They lost. All, they have their best. Like, half of their squad was missing today. And I would even argue that they didn't even play a great game. And they still beat us by 27 or whatever it was, 25 points. Like, I mean, there were a lot of plays that they left on the field. They were not overly dominant on any realm of the game, particularly on D. You know what I mean? Like, it was, I mean, they got all these sacks today. They got so many sacks, dude. I felt like I was in a porno <laughs> getting p- bukkakied all over my face, man. It was like just ball sacks everywhere. At least you enjoyed it. Come on. You know you did. No, not at all, man. It was the worst. Oh, it was like, like a humiliation like sacks. Yeah, but like I mean, really, they didn't even play. Like, if you looked at their game and the talent today, you didn't go, "Oh, that's the best team in the NFL." I didn't. I didn't go, "Oh man." I looked at the Carolina Panthers and said, "Holy shit, we may be the worst team in the NFL." Well, yeah, but they they could have been throttling down for all we know. Like, why beat the shit out of a JV? They didn't have Mike Evans. They didn't have Chris Godwin. They didn't have Leonard Fournette. They didn't have Levante David. What if they would have had all those? What would the score have been? 97. I felt so, like it was by like the way, Alabama it, playing a, a, a baby school. The full list of people the Buccaneers were playing without today was Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette, Antoine Whitfield Jr., Levante David, and Jason Pierre Paul. Oh, they Mike still, Evans. You didn't say Mike. You didn't say Mike Evans. Yeah, I did. Though. Mike Evans. Uh, I said it after Leonard Fournette. And they still got seven sacks today and put up a 30 burger on us. Like, I'm sorry, Matt, you're a moron. There is no system. There is no brand. And it's not a thousand percent working. Then he wants to go on to compare the Carolina Panthers to Jay-Z. He said, I believe it's a thousand percent working. I just know no one can see it. And I apologize. As I tell our team all the time, it took Jay-Z seven years. He had to start his own agency to become an overnight sensation. It takes time. 
So Matt Rule was what over here saying, "What in the fuck are you talking exactly. about, Matt Rule? Exactly. How can you even use that and that? What is he trying to relate to the black people on his team? Like, what is he trying to do with that? I'm trying to sound cool, like he knows what. And he's trying to pretend that he has something to believe in down the road. And like he's, he's going to be the best rapper in the last thirty years. Yeah. Uh, by the way, all, all the Panthers need." Is all the years that he has on his contract seven years? My ass, dude. Oh what the yeah, fuck you might you get yeah. crazy, right. dude. Man, um, the, um all my, right. So my, let's go. Let's start with the. I guess we'll start with the news that broke at the beginning of the game, and that was that the Carolina Panthers had activated Sam Darnold. Uh, no PJ Walker. Um, where we at, I guess, is that they 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 said that there was going to be a plan to rotate the the two system quarterback. You know, just last week, Matt Rule said that the two system quarterback wasn't ideal, but he then doubles down, triples down on the two system quarterback. Um, what what is the make of this? Is like um, and and I gotta say, I know that Cam Newton is um has not played well. And people don't, you know, I mean, it's not a good fanfare for him at the end. Um, but I will say he's handled it with grace. You know, is that, I, I mean, he hasn't that. played well. He hasn't, you know, the coach is already on his ass. They're cycling this and that. He has not been a dick about it. That's it. I mean, I'm not saying he's been good at quarterback either. But he hasn't been a dick. Man, he's over there, I feel like, trying. So... More character um, kudos to Cam Newton. What the fuck is going on with this quarterback situation, guys? You tell me. Well, uh, Matt Rule, continuing to make excuses, says, yeah, nobody wants to play. Uh, His exact words, I don't think anyone wants to play two quarterbacks. We're not winning, so we weren't winning that game. So we were trying to see who can spark us and light us and move the ball downfield. And again, like you're just throwing your players out to the wolves. Like it's everything that I have said about Matt Rule this entire season. It it feels like he is purposefully almost, which I know that it's not purposefully. It's just his ineptitude. But he is putting our players in positions to fail. He does it all the time. He does it on defense. He does it on offense. But now this two-quarterback system I mean, people really don't understand the amount of time and training and practice it takes for quarterbacks and receivers to get on rhythm and be in time with your pass protection. There's so much that goes into it. It's a team sport. How are you going to blame either of the quarterbacks, truly, for being thrust into this terrible scenario? I mean, uh, to all the haters of both Cam Newton and Sam Darnold, there's a lot of stuff for them to go on today, a lot of stuff that adds sure, to their sure. argument. But they at the same well. time, the common denominator is even if you're a stand for either of those two guys, you were never going to see a good performance from either of them. Right. Agreed. From either of them. Because this football team is so fucking bad. We're so not well coached. It becomes apparent that all of our coaches – are in over their head. We have no true leadership on this football team. I felt bad for both of them. You know, like I, I've hated players in the past, you know, like I pull favorites. I dislike certain guys. 
I feel bad for the players on this team. I agree. Like having to go out there and um they're they're it, it seems like they're going through the motions and poor Sam Darnold and poor Cam Newton. You know, I like I'm not even angry at Sam. I haven't booed him. I'm not even gonna boo him. Right. Is that like good gosh, is that we have been we were sold this idea that or at least we thought there might be some material evidence in this that um the New York Jets were so dysfunctional that yeah. that led to the part um to the reason of Sam Darnold being so bad. Poor guy got put on a more dysfunctional team. I know that. Um Cody, do you have any of that post I, I want to hear this post game. Yeah, there's a million. Conference. How about how Can about we this? listen to it? Can we, let's no, so, listen I mean, to I, some yeah, Matt I did, I I did hear listen it to it. Let's react. I did listen to a little bit. How about this? Do me a favor. Play like a call or two. Give yeah, me a second to round time. up. Yeah. Give me a second to round up all the clips and then we'll and then we'll play them. Yeah, no problem. All right. Uh the number is 252-228-5098. That's 252 252- Two two eight fifty ninety eight. You can be part of the longest running Panthers podcast. It's the C three Panthers podcast, and this is the post game show. As the Carolina Panthers have been once again held to under seven points for the third time this season. I went back and looked at the twenty ten season for the Carolina Panthers. Guess what? Three games where those suckers were held under to seven points. Under seven points. That is bad. That is bad. Uh, CK, as I pull up the calls, yeah. is there anything? Um, what? What is? Is there anything positive? I mean, is there one thing I can't? I mean, I, and I, I've I, been I, searching for it. The one positive is like I know we all kind of had this mindset we wanted to be competitive because it's embarrassing to lose the way we did. If we were competitive today, that's one more reason for uh, David Tepper to keep Matt Rule around. Right. Right. Um, Ooh, I know that the reports point. are they're not moving on from him, but if this gets more and more embarrassing as the season goes, it's going to be really difficult for uh, an owner to want to keep a, a coach that has lost every ounce of, you know, confidence from their, from their, I guess their, their entire fan base. So, I mean, I don't think there's many people out there really rooting outside of that one guy last week, um, rooting for, for Matt Rule to be sticking around, you know? Who, um, my question is, is who could have confidence uh, in Matt Rule at this point? You know, like, even if you were under the most ideal circumstances possible, like, I don't know if there's anything to feel like, like, I don't even know what there is, is other than, and I've been asking this to people who want to say that Matt Rule's coming back next year, or should, and I feel like the only thing they ever reference is that other teams have prematurely fired coaches. Yeah, I mean that's the only that's the only argument in favor of Matt Rule right now is do you want to get rid even, of him and and then risk him going somewhere else and being more successful or I like can't I mean wait till he leaves. At this point in time, I just don't like. I feel like the the uh, opinion from the fan base is so sour on on Matt Rule. Like, there's no saving this relationship. I don't know how you could make an argument. I mean, like, I don't even think it's... Like, usually fan bases are reactive. Like, we right. are hyperbolic. Hyperbole. You know, we, like... Hyperbolic? Lend towards exaggeration. 
Right. But I feel like, I mean, I want to know the one person in the world that thinks that what is going on with the Carolina coaching staff suggests that we should run this back for more time. Like, I mean, I need, I mean, I'm talking to even professionals. I'm talking whoever. Yeah. What is the thing? The justification. Yeah. So and they're I, all going to go ahead. I don't, I just don't understand how um, other teams have fired people too prematurely is a legitimate argument at this point. And that is, I feel like I'm in a domestic violence relationship and that um, right now I've been beaten up by my spouse over and over. And the person, the only person that will say we should run back Matt rule at this point or give him another day is the spouse that's been beaten who says he will change one day. And the evidence, the statistics tell you he won't. No, he definitely won't. And then uh, I'll tell you what the only, the only argument in favor of Matt rule will be, even though part of this falls on him. Not all of it falls on him, but the fact that the offensive line is so bad and that you had two quarterbacks who couldn't do the job that you wanted them to do? Which, by the way, it's one hundred percent your fault. One hundred percent his fault. It's his but fault. It's not their fault. If they give him a an off season where they make some old line moves and maybe they draft one again, listen, I'm going to go on record. Can I go on record right now? And I am. I'm going to go on record right do now. It. This is what's going to happen. Matt Rule is going to be the head coach of the Carolina Panthers. Going forward, it doesn't matter how bad we lose to the Saints in Tampa Bay again. Yep. One of the what what's going to happen is Matt Rule should be fired this year, but Mister Daylight Dollar Short is going to wait until it goes bunk in the middle of the season next year when when this is the same football team that we're watching in 2022. Matt Rule will be fired as head coach, but it won't be until next year. Hello, I- future self. Playing this clip of me being right. Hi, hi from the past. Listen, I I agree. I think you and I are on the same on the same wavelength here, but I think it's for different reasons. Um, I think that right now, firing Matt Rule will do absolute garbage unless you hire an interim coach to be your head coach for next year. Like there is no value in bringing a coach in next year, a brand new coach in next year. We're gonna have Sam Darnold regardless. And if you really believe, if David Tepper really believes that uh, that Matt Rule is the problem, if that's a belief in his system, keep Matt Rule for one more year. You're going to have to pay him anyway, right? And no. no, hold on, listen, Tony. Let, let's let's be real about this. What are we going to do next year as a as a staff? Right now, if we bring if we fire Matt Rule, here is the series of events we're going to have. We're going to hire a new coach who is going to have little to no resources in the draft. A quarterback in Sam Darnold being paid $18 million next year, not enough cap room to be able to sign the free agents that we do have. And we have a situation where we're not, we don't have an offensive line, right? And so no matter what, a new coach coming in next year is going to be the worst thing for a new coach because guess what? We're going to judge his first year the same way we judged Matt Rule's first year. And that is, listen, his first year is a wipe, you know, we'll give him the first year, but if the second year is an improvement, isn't an improvement, we're going to give him the same treatment. Right now, I think Matt Rule is going to be here, and I think it's going to be because if you hire a new coach, 
you're putting that coach in a worse position than putting Sam Darnold in in this game against this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. You can't handle the truth. The number is 252-228-5098. Let's go ahead and jump into your calls. So what are your thoughts on catcalling? Yeah, it's pretty sh- You shouldn't do that to somebody. And how did that make you feel? Uh, very uncomfortable. So how do you think catcalling makes the person feel? It feels two, good. Like and a three and a four and a Who's that cat sitting in the back corner with his face buried in the snow? Who's that kid that can use one? What's going on, CP Nation? This your boy, Jay Anderson, hitting y'all up, man. What up, Jay? I had a nice Christmas, and it was even nicer today not spending time watching this team play even though this might be cams last year i just you know last game starting i just can't stomach to see this whole crap go down so i was going to finish up my weekend but enjoying not watching the Panthers play anyway i guess we're getting another year of matt rule so i would not be watching 2022 carolina panthers oh no this doesn't make any sense that this man is still the coach the head coach of this team doing this two quarterback system so i guess cam is two and 0.5 against brady you know, he didn't fully start. I mean, he didn't fully start against this and fully played against this team against Tom Brady and stuff like that. Anyway, man, y'all, y'all take it easy, man. This this actually, I mean, the rest of the season, you just actually laugh and uh, I don't see how y'all can, you know, I don't see how y'all can do it. My man, I know. How are we going to do this show if you've already quit watching today, tomorrow, and next day? But look, he still called into the C3 Panthers podcast. How about that? He's still like that. Hey, that's why we're going to be doing this show, because we've built up one hell of a community, many of the names of who you're seeing on screen right now. And uh, yeah, we're here for y'all, man. It's like if the Panthers are going to suck, we're just going to have to keep being that therapy here for you. We are. Andy Dufresne, bro. We are but, Andy Dufresne. We have to crawl through 500 yards of shit together but to get the freedom. One thing, Tony, and again, you hear what Jay Anderson said. Jay and- Look, Jay Anderson and Noah, same, same, man. If you continue to let this happen, you are taking your fan base and telling all of them your apathy is fine with me. Because, you know, I'll place a Matt Rule here in a minute. They asked about him being booed off field. He said he deserved to be booed off field and that he was happy that our fans were passionate instead of apathetic. Well, uh, I, you know, dare I say it, we're kind of, uh, you know, yeah, there's a lot of passion. Apathetic. There's a lot of passion, but there's damn sure a lot of apathy as well, man. And that's the danger. If you continue to go down this road, Man, you're just signaling to all your fans, yeah, you might want to take a year or two off because we're still figuring this shit out to the point where we have no idea what kind of football team we're going to be even in the next year or two. All right, let's go to the next call. Panther Nation, what's up? It's Vincent from Chicago. I got to meet a lot of people for the first time at the Friday Free-For-All. 
on Christmas Eve. Uh, it was a pleasure meeting everyone. On to the game. Oh, my goodness gracious. The, we knew it was going to be a whooping. I knew at least. Uh, it was all just a measure of how bad, how competitive could we make right. it. You know, my biggest concern that I'd like to hear everyone mull over is what really is the identity of this team in a rebuild? And I can't answer that question. I don't know what it is. What kind of offense are we? <laughs> no one knows. Matt Rule doesn't know. Nobody knows. I don't know what the two quarterback system is supposed to be when they kind of trade off drives and we don't, I didn't really see a whole heck of a lot of mixing up the downs. You know, you have Cam Newton sitting on third down and, and it's just, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. And uh this far into the quote rebuild, that's one question we should answer. And I think it's something that the management needs to answer. Uh, and then, of course, you know, I always talk about management versus talent. These guys are so poorly managed that any talent they do have goes right down the drain. Yep. The O-line's fighting a war down there, and this guy hasn't, you know, one of our tackles, he's, he's in because someone's hurt, and, he, you know, it's just like, what do you expect? You know, I'm sure everyone's going to say he's terrible, but they're getting steamrolled by some of the best rushers in the league. And it's like, man, at this point, you know, I don't know. I don't know what we're supposed to do. So find the way forward, C3. Uh, tell me what the identity of the team needs to be and how what you do about mismanaging the tools that you do have. Because uh, I would hate to, you know, build, 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 and then just manage it all the way into nothing. So therapy session someone hold me wonderful call Vincent. <laughs> wonderful wonderful Thanks, call Vince. Vincent. i think you actually hit the nail on the head um when it comes to us dealing with this season is it hasn't been about the wins and losses it hasn't been about um even individual player performance for me at sometimes it's been the lack of growth the lack of direction and as you articulated the identity going forward, and it's not even that we haven't found an identity, like we haven't nailed it out so much, but that it's so clear that there is no, we're not even close to finding right. one yet. Right. And I just want to put this up here is that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers scored 32 points against the Carolina Panthers, held us to six today and their quarterback only had 232 yards passing and one touchdown. They only, they rushed for under 200 yards. In fact, uh, this would be 70 and 65 is what, uh, 135. They only, I mean, in theory, like, they didn't do anything great. Right. They rushed for 150 yards against us, passed for 230 yards, and beat us like we were bitches. So please, I think Vincent's right. You guys tell me, what is the identity of this team? And right now it's one of a loser and unprepared and over their heads, and I don't know how I can get behind Matt Rule anymore. Yeah. You know what's funny? You know what the identity of this football team is? We're, we're the, the football team who's trying to find an identity. <laughs> as cliche as that sounds, like, 
we literally cannot do anything effective. And when you say that this is the number two defense in the NFL, and it's let a lie. And it's it, a it, fucking lie. We have teams putting up twenty plus points, thirty points. It's it's absolutely ridiculous, man. And then I also feel like, you know, whenever we get into these criticisms, uh, we, we genuinely don't criticize Phil Snow enough. I mean, they're poorly timed blitzes that Tom Brady is going to be able to take advantage of, which he absolutely did. Uh, the defense seems slow to make checks at the line of scrimmage. I saw Shaq Thompson making some some changes at the line. Well, why are you going to go, go after Phil Snow? The whole reason we don't criticize Phil Snow is because there's other things on the team that are far more pressing than the defense. And I'm not saying that the defense, and I've been number one on this kick, is who has the defense fucking stopped. They ain't stopped nobody. And, and, and last week, I was so mad at him when he said, oh, we have a pretty good run defense. They just run a lot at us. And then today, they just bludgeoned us up the middle. There was no stopping them. But, Cody, you're right, is that, yeah, is that he deserves criticism. The defense ain't as good as advertised, but it's not even close to the realm. It's like the totality of the team is a bigger problem. I don't even want to say the offense. The totality of the team is the problem. By the way, shout out to R. Dan Jr. for the 199 love bomb. He says rule isn't the problem. David Tepper is the troll. Ooh. Oh, buddy. And mm. let me tell you, I put I put this out on Twitter, and uh, it kind of picked up some legs. I said, according to reports, Matt Rule is safe for a third year. Why would ownership allow that with three games left to play? Oh, yeah, because David Tepper hasn't a fucking clue what he's doing either. Um. Skip Bayless was right. The Carolina Panthers are a clown show. And That's- again, Tony, like to us, it seems like common sense that you cannot start next year with Matt Rule as your head coach. Well, mm-hmm. it, it appears that uh, our our sense and change purse is, isn't uh, qu- you know quite the same one that David Tepper is dealing with. He thinks that it's okay, and I guarantee you, he's on this mindset with Matt Rule that oh yeah, you know, build up the team a little bit, give it him another can't offensive. Happen. After today, how how does that mess? At some point, a message gets stale. You know, it's only me telling my wife, I, or you know, I mean, I'm, I may make some bad analogy, but like if you are a poor husband and you just keep telling your wife you love them, or you love them, you love them, it's going to be better tomorrow. I mean, like, what? When does the message get stale, dude? Did it get Did it get stale after the Giants game? No. Okay. Did it get stale after the New England game? Uh, a little bit. Did it get stale? Like, at what point does that idea? And the process is working. What oh, what process, bitch? It was stale. You know it, it, it was stale against Philadelphia. Oh, and and here is a great here's a great uh, kind of I guess link to that. Do you know how much mu- uh, fun we made of the Sirianni clip where he was like, "We're gonna have the best processes." Yeah, we're gonna have the best processes. We're gonna simplify the process so much that it's gonna make the process so good that we're gonna beat people. And it just seems so ridiculous. It was like the worst pregame. Like I, I got this job. Yeah. You know, like why the hell are you gonna hire this? The Philadelphia Eagles by far are a better team than the Carolina Panthers. His bullshit processes have outprocessed the Panthers by a million miles. 
mm-hmm. a million yeah. miles. A lot. And Matt, Matt, Matt fool is a fool, dude. And I'm so, and I, and if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. But I don't want to be right. <laughs> you're, and you're hey, not. Hey, this is Kevin from Charleston. Uh, on the Friday free for all, I said that the Panthers might have a chance to win this game. And kind of, because that's what the Panthers do. When they're having a losing season, they win one game to get out of the top 10. And I was wrong. <laughs> they suck. <laughs> uh, I mean, this is Cam's last year. He's not coming back. He's a. I hope he goes to Cleveland where they have an offensive line, you know, and he can compete for the job. But yeah, he's he's not going to come back here. And you know what? Fuck Matt Rule. On the last series, on the last fucking drive, you play Sam Darnold instead of Cam Newton. Like, how do you not play Cam Newton? That that's probably going to be his last game if him sitting on the sideline. How do you not play him? This guy's a fucking joke. We're doing it for the culture. We've got to build a culture. A culture of seven sacks. A culture with no running game. The most the most yards of any running game today was Cam with 42. As always, Cam. The season, by the way. But, you know, whatever, lose out. Hopefully, they continue to get blown out this season. So, we can maybe be a chance we fire Matt Rule, which is being reported he's coming back, so. I don't know. Fuck. The on people's voices at this point, man, it's just, it's heartbreaking because you just, you mm-hmm. want, you want to be able to, as a, as a team, you want to be able to celebrate your, 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 you know, your team, the people that you, you've dedicated so much time and effort to following, watching, knowing, learning everything about that team. And to see just blatant, just, horrible mismanagement of a squad to a point to where, you know, the question earlier from Vincent, like, what's our identity? Like, I mean, the problem is, is I feel like we have less of an identity than we did last year. And that's like, that's so sad to think about. That's That's the, like you're supposed to be building a culture and it just feels like it's constantly being torn down even more. Um, So I just, I don't know the, uh, the direction that, uh, that we go from here, but I, I mean, as much as I, I believe that Matt Rule is here, I, I hate that. Um, I understand why he will be here next year, but I, I, I do hate that. It's it's the absolute worst thing that could have happened. Like having a bad season losing, like Tony said, goes back to Tony's point of wins is not what we wanted. We've lost the culture. It's not just the team, the players. Like we've lost the culture, man. Fans yep. are giving up, and it's the absolute worst thing Matt Rule could have done for this team. It's like somebody brought up. He just as soon as he got here, he hit a time bomb right in the middle of the field, and it's just about to go off. Yeah, I mean, yep. it, it, it's insane, man. It sucks. Well, before we go any further, uh, listen. Some things change, and then some things never do. And the only pleasure that many of our Panther fans receive when they come to this show. It's when they get their needs and their urges satiated. And we already know you're here. We know there's a ton of freak shows in this chat room. So we're we're not going to make you wait any longer, man. If you want your shame, fine. Have it. Talk to them, CK. Hey, how are you doing? It's nice to see you around here. Do you have a boyfriend? Because... I'm lonely. The Panthers have made me depressed 
And that is not good for relationships. I need you. But I also need you to give me that little, that little hit of dopamine by hitting that like button. If you haven't hit that like button, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Your Panthers suck. And if you're a Tampa Bay Buccaneer fan and you're in here, congratulations. Still hit the fucking like button. Subscriber shame. Subscriber shame. 207 strong viewers Nine. watching. 76 thumbs up. Please hit the like button, man. Do you have more fun here than you do watching this terrible football team For with sure. these terrible coaches? Hit the like Hit the thumbs up. You know we're going to be here for you no matter what. That's what the C3 Panthers podcast does. Tony, let's continue. Uh, I want to hear from Matt Rule a little bit. You want to hear from Matt Rule? You got any of them ready? I got some Matt Rule. Um, All right, how about we start with uh, a real fun Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reference. Now, these are kind of video, and all all the audio that I've been getting from the press conference is kind of low. So I'm hoping that you're able to hear it, but we'll do our best. How do you explain to them that the process is working? Yeah, I don't know that I can say, I don't know that anyone wants to hear that, nor should they. You know, I just think um, when you look at most teams that start over, you know, in terms of like last year, you guys were called a rebuild. I'd always try not to use that word. I'm like, well, you know, it's a rebuilding. But like when when you walk in the building and you know Luke Peakley leaves, James Bradbury leaves, and all these people leave, not my, and you're kind of like, okay, who's left over? It's like, it's like you ever see the Will Smith Fresh Prince of Bel Air? He's kind of looking making like, excuses. A lot of people left, and it's like, okay, we got to start over. And so, I I hate it for our fans that we're not winning, and I know how much. So basically, saying right. that, bro, we the- didn't need to win. We didn't need to win. We needed to look competitive. I didn't need to be the best lay you ever had in your life. I just need to not be the worst. So we also have uh, Matt Rule being asked about his two-quarterback system. Decision and the announcement that you would play both quarterbacks today had a lot of criticism, you know, mainstream media and then the fans today with the booze when Sam went in. Can you kind of give us a little bit of insight on how you went? Did the game go the way that you had planned as far as how many <laughs> times you would yep. play at the timing of Sam entering the game? Yeah, we planned on putting Sam in the second and third series. You know, um, obviously Cam did a great job on the first drive, got us down the field, we scored a touchdown, just like, you know, the next year we had a chance to score a touchdown, score a field goal, just like we thought he would. The second drive, we moved the ball, third down, and then we had the interception, which led to points for them. Yeah, I mean, that sucked. And, um, you know, uh, that, that was really just, uh, as I said, a lot of respect for Cam. Doing what he brings to the table. Uh, we had the explosive run. A lot of things that he can do. We also want to see what Sam can do. Sam got in there, you know, uh, I thought he showed mental toughness and he being booed by the home fans and uh, went out and made an explosive play. Uh, so, you know, where was early on to where he was now. I think he finished 14 of 27 with the hand and knee. You know, a lot of those kind of under duress. You know, so I thought he was effective. I think both quarterbacks, though, as you look at it, you know, getting seven sacks and all that, I think they both had, you know, it's hard to evaluate how they played. So to just be clear, like regardless of the interception, it was always the plan to put Sam in on the third or third or fourth series. Uh, that's what I said was our second or third series. Second or third. Put him in. You know, we just, uh, again, 
guys do that. You kind of see how the game played out. We came back in the second half, you know, hoping that you know his combination of throwing and running could give us a spark. Uh, got to do like two or three score games with him back in, and at the end it was really just kind of the drop back game. So let Sam put Sam in that situation, see how, how he would respond. He moved us. Uh, we just weren't able to get those balls in the red zone down inside. Had a chance for the touchdown to Amir, weren't able to connect on that one. Uh, I saw a lot of good things from Sam today. So again, it's just like a whole lot of like, what did Nothing. you gather from that? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, tell like, me what, 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 what did we learn from that? What did we learn from that? No, I mean nothing. This is the uh, this is the clip that I have. Did he get him. mad about the fans booing Sam Darnold? No, no so, this, so this is his answer. He was talking. It was asked about. Um, Matt Rule on the booing, and this is his answer. People spend hard on money to come watch us play. Um, you know, it's part of it. You're the head coach, you're the quarterback. Um, you know, it is you know, that's all part of it, and it makes it that much better when you win, right? But I would much prefer passion over apathy, right? But I'd much prefer um, pressure over nothing, right? It was nothing, I could, you know, I could do something else. So, um, Sometimes you need to be booed. Was was his answer on that one, dude? Shout out to R. Dan Jr. again for the one ninety nine. He says I'm not a bully, but rules face my daily punching bag. Don't we all wish we can just give him a smack? Mm. I mean, listen, there's just a whole bunch of nothing, man. He makes all these different excuses. Um, he you know talked about his mindset, which I have a clip of that too. Um, about uh, you know his mindset with the two quarterback system, and it's like, dude, what are we doing? None of it makes sense, and none of it is a good answer. Uh, I mean, it's just been abysmal all the way through. Um, and- I want to, I want to hear from the fans. Thank you, R. Dan Jr. Uh, look, as uh, the the biggest support you can give us, and thank you for the monetary support, man. You can find ways to donate to the show in the show notes and things like that. Uh, but what you can do is be a part of the conversation, uh, jump in the chat room, call in at 252-228-5098, smash the thumbs up button, um, and don't be apathetic. Tell us tell us how you feel about Matt Rule, this game, the position of this team, where we need to be focusing this fan conversation. But we do appreciate that support, our Dan Jr. Um, Cody, I mean... I think when we look at these calls, actually, I just burped into the mic. That was gross. I'm struggling, man. I have been struggling as a Panther fan this year. Um, and this I've been doing this podcast for nine years, man. And I want to like Matt Room. I wanted to like him. I wanted to believe in this idea of building something for the long term. I wanted to believe in a coaching staff that had developed these processes, right? Or whatever it is that they had that they're going to, but it's not the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. I mean, like, I mean, like you can keep telling me that this is the best thing I've ever heard and seen in my life, bro. 
But I, this is like the worst thing I've ever seen. Like, don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. That's where I feel like we're at. Anyway, we'll go to the next call. What's going on, fellas? Corey calling in. I haven't called in in probably about a month or so, but, you know, I just, I just needed to rap, man. Bro. I need to get my shit off, so I feel like this is a safe place. So it is. Y'all just bear with me, but it's... it's... <clears throat> Today, I don't think anybody is surprised by the result today. I don't think anybody expected us to win, or I don't even think today looked any different than than really what we thought it was going to look I agree. like, man. But it's, True. It's, it's, fuck, it's just embarrassing, bro. Like, we're really out here running two quarterbacks against the defending Super Bowl champions. We're playing a defending champ, our division rivals, and we're out here starting the game intending to play two – like, running a two-quarterback system. Like, like we're fucking Eastern Illinois or some shit. Like, this shit is, like, so it, – it's, it's just embarrassing. It's just Very really college. embarrassing to, 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 feel the, to feel the team like this every single week coming out and just and just know that our offense at least is, is just gonna be fucking in the dirt. And it's it's all because of moves that this front office made that are not only questionable moves, not only terrible moves, but they're not even terrible in hindsight. They like we like we all knew when this they shit were terrible was going on when it happened. That this yeah. shit didn't really make no sense. Literally starting off with, with, with signing Matt Rule for seven years. Who the fuck signed a college head coach to a seven year contract for a rebuild? Like I understand, what did, what did Urban he, Meyer he, get? He's supposed to be this program builder, this rebuilding coach. It doesn't take seven years to build up a franchise. You know, at the end of year two or year three, you know what you're working with, you know what direction you're going towards, and you know if you want to goddamn stay with this guy or not. And then if if, if it's going the right direction, then you resign him, then you 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 extend him. You don't you don't sign a motherfucker coming fresh out of college for seven fucking years to be a head coach in the NFL, and not even acting like he's fucking Nick Saban or 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 anything like that, like. Bro, he he turned around Temple and Baylor into programs with winning records. Like, okay, cool. Like, you got you you recruited fucking Texas high school players to come play in Baylor, Texas, and you won games. Congratulations! Here's full control of an NFL franchise. Like, what's like like what is that? It, it it just doesn't make sense. You let go of our biggest player our franchise has ever had. You sign a stopgap quarterback for three years. A three-year contract, a guy who's never thrown for 20 touchdowns in his fucking career, who either ends the season with mediocre ass stats or ends the season injured. You sign him for three years. He's done after one year. You trade a second-round pick for a fucking uh, uh, a project quarterback who's been literally the worst quarterback in the league the last three seasons. And then you extend him. You, 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 you fucking sign him for his fifth-year option after he never plays for us. And it's like, okay, cool. Maybe it's, 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 it's for his confidence. It's for this, it's for that. It's like, no, fuck that. Prove it. You're on a new team now. You've been asked for the last three years. You have to prove that you can be a good quarterback in the NFL. We're not going to instill all this confidence and you hand you the keys to our franchise. Man, spitting fire, dude. Spitting fire here. And you are you're capturing much. so much of what Panther fans <clears throat> have been feeling. And even at the back end of that conversation right there, when we're talking about, um, wait, here is, I got to, it's part two. Here's part two of the call. Anything you want to remark about or comment about before I play part two, Cody? I mean, no, I, dude, you don't, you don't hire that many head coaches without NFL experience to come and revamp your NFL franchise. That's on Tepper, man. All right, here's part two. This is part two of my call, man. I was, I was, I was getting off the rails there, but goddamn, like, this is what this team does to me. 
you you put Sam Darnold, you give him his fifth year option before he ever plays a snap for us. After you watch three years worth of film on this guy, it's like okay, cool. it's bad business, man. It's bad business. No weapons, no O line, terrible coach. He's got a lot of potential. Yada yada yada. All right, we all see that, but let him show you that. Let him go out for the Panthers and prove himself right. to you, and Amen. then you send him. You don't give this motherfucker eighteen million dollars next year for free. This is what we did. Now we've got a quarterback who we know is not the future, who we cannot trade because he's so ass, and that we're going to pay him starter money next year for what? For what? We backed ourselves into a corner where we literally had no chance but to sign Cam. Okay, he comes in. It shit starts off cool. It's a great story. Cam Newton is literally my favorite player of all time, but y'all, he doesn't have it anymore. I'm sorry to say, I, know, it, I hate this for this to be his last home game in Vegas, Mayor, for him to go out like this. He's right. But he just he 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 can't he, he can't throw the ball anymore. He's had too many injuries. He's still a physical force. He can still run. He can do all that stuff. But you know he, he's just not that guy anymore. And it's sad to say, but that's the truth. But now we we stuck ourselves in this situation where it's like, where do we go from here? We what is our actual plan? Because we don't have any real draft capital. We got Sam Darnold on the books for next year. There's no franchise quarterbacks coming in the draft this year, and we've got these players that are supposedly good that we need to play, that we need to pay. And it's like, I feel like all this could have been avoided by just doing what the fuck you're supposed to do when you rebuild a franchise, bro. We're Amen. On chair GM, like looking at these moves in real time, knowing that that's not the shit that you do. You don't sign a head coach out of college for seven years. You don't trade for a bust of a quarterback and then extend the before. You don't get the GM You don't second. sign a backup quarterback as a stock after three seasons. It's like, what do we do now? So, I don't know, man. There's, there's no real answer. You know, I'm not saying anything that anything anybody hasn't said before, but I just had to get my shit off, man. But no, you know, sure. I, I'm, I'm still gonna watch the last two games for whatever reason. Um, and <laughs> you can't handle the truth, folks. You can't handle the truth. That is the truth, man. My, my, my caller right there. It's calling night so far for me, um, and it's because. We didn't need the wins. We didn't need a lot of this. It is the process that we have been told by Matt Rule is working 1,000% is the worst process. It is the wrong way of doing it. We were sold to Bob the Builder, and we got the most rickety fucking house in football. Mm. I mean, we might as well be the, at least for the Jacksonville Jaguars, they can say, that they had Urban Meyer, who was destructing, like, destroying Did, everything. Does anybody feel like the Jacksonville Jaguars are in a worse spot than the Carolina Panthers right now? How could no. they be? No. no. They have far feel, more money and a quarterback. And they have all their draft picks, if not more draft they capital, because we took man. we took C.J. Hender, Henderson off of their hands. Um, you have the Jets, who have uh, draft picks from us and uh, draft picks from other players. The Jets have plenty of draft capital. They have a future. What do the Panthers have right now that give you hope for what they can be? Like, I don't see a single thing. All right, let's keep pounding. Hey, uh, did you want to see the uh, the clip of Matt Rule uh, saying Tell us the that, process is good? Yes, yeah. I want to see this more than anything. I, I can't wait to hear this. Short and sweet and to the point. But I believe thousand percent working i just know no one could see it and i apologize i tell our team all the time it took jay-z like seven years it took, it took him seven years he had to start his own agency to, to become famous to become an overnight sensation like it takes time which that's not true he, jay-z was famous before he made his own company he was 
already one of the most revered rappers in New York at that time anyway. So yeah, even his yeah. dumb analogy isn't even fucking true. No, so right. it's, you know, it's just embarrassing, man. And it's like what I said earlier, if this is what it looks like when it's working, what the hell does it look like when it isn't working? Amen to that. Oh I mean, God. come on. Thank man. God it's working. Thank God yeah. it's working. This has been, yeah. Merry Christmas, folks. Uh, the Lord has been born just not in Carolina. Uh, next call. Part three of Corey's call. Last, this, this is it, I swear. But I just I just want to say, man, it, it, it just fucking sucks to see your team, like, going backwards, man. It's like, not only do we I, – I, I don't really have a blueprint to fix what's going on here. It's like – But this ain't we it. We are so far – we are so worse off tell you, than we, we were we... two years ago when we were like, all right, it's it's time to kind of scrap everything. All right, Luke's retiring. You know, uh, Greg Olson's getting old. Cam is injury. Like, it's like we're worse off now than we are then. And you know, I like I'm I'm 24, so I I wasn't really watching football like that when we made us football against the Panthers. I mean, shit against the Patriots. Mm, um, what a so great like I've Super seen Bowl ups and downs of this team. Like I've seen this team be shitty. I've seen this team go to the Super Bowl. And it's like this is this feels worse than the fucking Jimmy Clausen era because like I feel like watching that team, okay, everybody knew we were ass, everybody knew we sucked, but we it was almost like we were saying it. It was almost like like I really literally wasn't expecting anything. This team, we have talented players. We have guys <clears throat> that we feel like can play. And it's just like we fucked it. Like we 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 just spilled everything and now we're a team with no future. Like at quarterback, like we have no plan at quarterback. I have no idea what to do, and 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 now we're going to this draft with like what uh, a first. Do we have a third round pick? I know we have a first round pick. Um, I don't know. It's like no, I don't think I don't. I don't think we have. See what this team can, can do, and you've seen you've seen players on this team perform at at, at a, a good level. Um, but I don't know. I just, I, I just had to think, man, because I really can't. My friends don't give a shit enough about the pants for me to say all this shit's going. So I just got to get this shit off my chest. Man, I, we appreciate it, man. That's what you're here for. That's what we're here for. Get on the couch. Let us know. Get it all off your chest. The number's 252-228-5098. That's 252-228-5098. Now, I think where I identify with this caller a lot with... <sighs> Is I didn't have, um, I have had very little expectations. Not little. That makes it sound like I thought they were going to be terrible or be poor. I have not had high expectations for this team. As in wins, I've said it week in and week out. I've said this. Like, even today when I went to watch this game, I was like, oh, my God. We're going to play the Bucks. Brady's been shut out for... He's never been shut. You know, he's only been shut out three times in his career or whatever it was. I mean, like, you're going to get Brady with a vengeance. And then when you even saw the the injury report for the Bucks, and it was so long that anything that gave me hope, I was like, man, I, I had the worst expectations for this team. Like, the lowest. I, in fact, calling them expectations probably – is over exaggerating where I felt because expectations means it's higher than zero. I would guess they fell below my expectations still. 
What if you went to the worst, a place you thought was going to be the worst restaurant and you imagine the worst possible experience you could imagine and they still somehow found a way to fall below that. That is what happened to me today. Mm-hmm. I mean, like there, I mean, I don't even know. I don't know. One, um, two, five, two, 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 eight, fifty, ninety eight. Get it off your chest. What's up, y'all? G Cavassier. What's up, hey, G? the bleeding stop. Thank God that game was over. That game was horrible <laughs> as hell. I <laughs> lose my 26 damn points. 26 damn points. Come on now, y'all. Yeah, rule got to go, man. I know that y'all are saying, and some people are saying he's going to be back next year and everything, and blah, blah, this, and blah, blah, that. Tepper needs to pull the trigger on this dude. This dude needs to leave. And somebody else, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a get on, is Derek Brown. I told y'all years ago, I really didn't trust this dude. To me, Derek Brown's taking up space. He's not really doing anything, man. I think he's kind of like overrated. As I we said didn't talk about this. Years ago, I wanted Isaiah Simmons. I did. But, oh, well, things happen for a reason. But, yeah, Derek Brown, not a fan of, man. Not a fan at all. Give me your uh, thoughts on that. Keep going. So, listen, there's a uh, – I've been going back and forth. There's like – you know, shout out to the chat room. There's all, there's all these many micro discussions between different people that are kind of going on. And there's one in the chat room right now between me, Panthers Rule, and 704 Big Slim. And I'm like, look, uh, Derek Brown has absolutely not lived up to the hype. If you're talking about being picked seventh overall, I'm sorry, but I have not seen a seventh overall defensive lineman on our defensive line. And I said this before the draft that when you're a big run-stuffing defensive tackle playing one-tech, zero-tech, we play them around at five sometimes, but when your main focus as a player is to stop the run and eat up space and try and eat up double teams, I'm sorry, but I don't put a premium on on, on that. Not when you're picking in the top ten because those guys are a dime a dozen. Big, strong defensive tackles exist in just about all rounds of the draft. I mean, maybe not all rounds, but you do not pick a player or run stuff in defensive tackle in the top 10 of the draft. And, you know, I don't even want to say that Derek Brown is a bad football player. I think when he has some other talented guys around him, he will serve his purpose. He will be that big monster in the middle that's going to stop us from being gashed all the time. But we need to improve our linebacking core and improve the help around him. Even if we do that, though, Derek Brown is not worth a top 10 pick. He just isn't. He doesn't have the skill set to be able to do it. And if you want another example on how players like Derek Brown come around just about every year, Jordan Davis, who is from Charlotte, plays at the University of Georgia, is a monster right now. And he would probably be available for us to pick at the seventh spot, too. And he might have better college film than Derek Brown did. It's just, it goes back to this drafting inadequacy that we've had for a long time on the Carolina Panthers. We've been messing up a lot of the more important picks that the Carolina Panthers have. Mm -hmm. Disagree. And I disagree, not entirely, but partially is that I don't think that the rule of drafting, like you shouldn't draft a run-stuffing tackle in the top 10, should be so firm as you make it. 
Um, I do think that when and what is going on your team may decide that. So what do you? So what if, would you do if, if there a, was a tight end? Oh God, do not ever draft. That's what I'm saying. It's like <laughs> never, I was just about to bring that don't up. Don't draft him high. Yeah. But what I'm saying is this: is that like uh, first is Derek Brown has been um, very um, he's been available. Number one, right. he's played every game. He started from the beginning, so I like that about him. Um, number two is that if we were one piece away from being a really good team and, and that d- runs uh, like I, I think it's OK for a team to draft kind of for need and a great player at the same time. Like if you're kind of a piece away and our our team, by the way, you were very critical about how our linebackers struggled yeah. in the past because the D tackles. We're allowing it. So it was right. sort of a need. The where I do agree, though, is that the Panthers have continued to pick around the real problem. Yeah. They have danced around the real issue. It's almost like apologizing to your wife for something you did wrong, but it wasn't what you really did wrong. Right. You know, it's like, right. And, and here's the thing is we have no offensive line at all like where in the world is it does it matter does it matter we can't even stop the run how about that we couldn't even stop the run up the middle with a top 10 pick up in there we should have had tristan riffs we should have picked makai becton we should have picked rashawn slater that's it i don't care who the fuck is out there other than that person yeah, and uh, I've, I also, one of the things that I stood firm on about Derek Brown is that the very notion of us taking a defensive tackle that early, I felt gave player or fans, rather, um, a, an ill-informed imp- opinion of who Derek Brown was. They thought that we might have been drafting, you know, another like Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald or right, another right. Fletcher Cox. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's, it's no, it, it was, it, it put, uh, 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 you know, uh, it put a bunch of expectations on him that Derek Brown was never gonna be able to live up to. It's fine, actually, it's fine because it's, it's not, not the fine. sexiest. Not. No, it's not this most sexy position, right? And in theory, is this is that like we want to go draft the shiny toy, right? You want to go do this. If somebody was, I heard somebody say they were talking about their favorite Christmas present they ever got. It was a football player, and they were like, I got a remote control helicopter, and I broke it in the first three hours. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was the shiniest toy, but it was broken before the day was over. Right. I don't even think a defensive tackle is in that realm, right? He's not a wide receiver. He's not a quarterback. He's not a shiny toy. They gave us a less shiny toy. They should have just picked the fucking guard. Basically, that's what you're doing. You're picking a guard in the top 10. And that's a hard thing to sell. It's like hard to get excited about. It's hard because you would be like, you would be up here, Cody, saying a guard is not worth a top 10. You should have gotten a tackle. It is a unsexy pick that turned out to be even less sexy because we didn't address the goddamn need that we needed more than anything. 
And that's the offensive line. But it's not even about sexy pick. It's about value. When you're in, the, especially in the top 10, you're drafting for value. You should be able to pick players in those top 10 selections that you are unable to pick even in the latter half of the first round because they shouldn't be available based on their Isaiah talent Simmons, alone. I'm, come I'm saying that there. Derek Brown, Isaiah Simmons has a higher ceiling than Derek Brown. Fuck anyone who thinks different. I don't give a shit. He does. He is a Tristan far Riff. better athlete no, and better at the map. position than Derek Brown. I disagree and you don't with draft this comparison because run you're stuff looking at the wrong player comp. We should have picked not. offensive linemen. We sure, should have picked offensive even, linemen. Even no, then, period. Even then, you can draft defensive tackle in the top 10, fine. But you have to add more to what you do than just being a run stuffer. I mean, there's a there's some guys in this draft that I would be comfortable doing that with, but not me. Der- Unless Brown this motherfucker has offensive linemen in his name, I don't want to talk about him. I don't want to talk about anybody. Yeah. I'm with CK. CK said this a few weeks ago. He said, "I don't want to talk about nothing until this fucking line is fixed." I don't care. I'm tired I don't of having. Care. Yeah, I'm tired of having the conversation of. This is is Joe take. Brady a good offensive lineman, or did he just have a bad or a bad offensive lineman, or did he have a bad? I'm tired of having to have a conversation about other people's position with an mm-hmm. asterisk beside it. Like right. Cam Newton's not good at football behind a bad offensive line. Uh, Sam Darnold's it's a horrible a quarterback take. with a bad offensive line. Like mm-hmm. it's, I, I'm tired of that having to always be an asterisk. I just want to know: Is Sam Darnold good, or are we just not a good team? Period. Is it Sam Darnold that's the problem, or is it this offensive line? Right, I'm tired of having to question all those things, and until that's fixed, there should be zero other things at the top of the list other than offensive line. That is clear and evident, especially when you talk about, they say, Tom Brady is the fastest quarterback to get the ball out. Two and a half seconds. I was literally, after they said that, I was counting how long it was taking the defensive lineman on our offense uh, against our offensive line to get to the quarterback, and it was two and a half seconds. And I'm sitting there thinking, so even the fastest quarterback in Tom Brady couldn't possibly get the ball out quick enough to be able to you know, handle what this offensive line is doing. I'm tired of the conversation. Until that's done, no other position is should be a part of this conversation. Yeah, like why have like, Barry Sanders right now? Boom. Why right. have Barry Sanders when it doesn't matter? Barry mm-hmm. Sanders was the greatest running back in the history of football, but guess what? He played on the worst fucking team. Right, mm-hmm. Like, I mean, why does it matter? Even if we get the best player in the world, if it doesn't make our team, it's tough. Hey, guys. Nick Lyon here out in Seattle. Love Mm. to hear your podcast. Thank you, bro. For years. Thank you, man. This is difficult to process just watching what happens each week with our team. Because as I've heard you guys mention on the show, and I've been saying all year, what direction do we go from here? What's our identity? I mean, you can look a mule in the face and tell him why Sam got more plays than Cam today, and it has nothing to do with Sam Darnold being a better player. We all know why. It's the same reason why people hate Cam Newton, but we don't need to get into that right now. What I want to talk about is how Brady Christensen just put out the best game at left tackle we've seen all year. Meanwhile, our head coach is so clueless, he thinks this man is a guard. I just don't understand what the plan is going forward and what we think we're going to do. People are so divided on 
whose fault it is and rule should get another year and I'm just over it. Like the Panthers games used to be something I'd look forward to each week and go to sleep on Saturday, stoked on Sunday to watch the games. And it's just hard to keep defending them because we have an owner who clearly has no sense of duty to his it's domestic team, violence. Dude. Who's just going to go out and make business decisions where he's hiring his drinking buddies to be the head coach has nothing to do with the X's and O's. I refuse to be told differently. And I just don't understand what's going to happen going forward. Cause let's say they even fire Matt rule. Then what? Now granted, I personally think that either of the Bucks coordinators would make a fabulous head coach in Carolina, but we know that's not going to happen. Because what have we seen that says that David Tepper wants to build a winning organization other than the bullshit that's come out of his mouth? Tony, I agree with you. He's Jimmy Haslam, too. He's, you know, coming out of the Cleveland organization. I mean, the Pittsburgh organization, I'm sorry. Look, making turning us into the Carolina Browns. And that's what we've been doing on the field each week. We've been taking a big old shit on all of the fans. And for me personally, the best part of the game was being able to hear the stadium chant fire Matt Rule. David Tepper's a prideful man, and he was sitting in that owner's box. After you watched this man, you brought in midseason, Cam, sitting on the sidelines in the second half, not doing anything, while the crowd is chanting fire Matt Rule, something's got to give. Something's got to give? Lose or tie. I'm a Panther till I die. He pounded, boys. Keep pounding. Can we have this Brady Christensen conversation now? Uh, I think it's time for it. Uh, CK disagrees with me. I'm sure we'll we'll have this out. But to me, Brady Christensen played fantastic today. Now, that does not mean he played fantastic on every single rep. But for my money, when watching Brady Christensen play, there was far more good than there was bad. And keep in mind, he was going up against Shaquille Barrett. So we'll look at one play right here uh, against Shaquille, just a four-second clip right here. Uh, you know, Shaquille is fast off the line. Brady Christensen wins the hand placement, gets his hands inside. Shaq knocks him away, but Brady Christensen is able to recover in time, drop his ass, set his anchor, and keep Cam Newton clean. And I felt like there was a lot of instances in which Cam Newton did, or uh, pardon me, Brady Christensen did just that today. We have one more here, and this was another rep uh, against Shaquille Barrett. And it, again, you look at the athleticism and the ability to move that Brady Christensen displays, and it's excellent, man. Never beats him to the outside foot. Perfect hand placement. Let him around Cam Newton. Yeah, I mean, look, that, that's, that, a, that's, that's a hold. No, he's not grabbing onto him. He's pushing he's him around ho- the corner. He's holding his arm. Look at him. He's grabbing his arm. No, that's him. not holding his arm. One, there's always some element of holding when it comes look, to offensive line. Look at him. Look his arm right there, though. But yeah, but this is this is a good. This he, is has a good. A, he has his left hand on Shaquille Barrett's left shoulder. Then uses it to push him away and lead him around the edge. Yeah, that's, like, that's pretty, leading him around the edge. Him, yeah. But like, I mean, it, the problem is, is Cam Newton does get the ball out quick here, right? This is a pretty quick, you know. Well, let me rephrase. Well, it. he gets sacked, right yeah. There. Um, 
But I mean, outside of that, like I, I, I do disagree. I think it wasn't like he was a like he's definitely better than what we saw with Cam Irving, and I'm gonna put that out there. Like I will be the first to admit that. Um, what I don't think that I'm seeing is him being. I don't think that he has showed like there was a couple of times, and this is his second start as a as a left tackle, so it's only gonna get better. So I'm hopeful that he is able to do something right. But, I mean, from what I saw, I mean, even with a couple of screenplays, right, I, I was watching him, and he was letting cornerbacks touch him once and then just jump around him. Like, and, and what you saw is the complete opposite from Tampa Bay. When they throw a screen, these guys were making sure our, our entire secondary wasn't able to get past them. It was a clear difference in quality of, 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 of talent. And, and that's something that I think that maybe he can get better at. Um, I did not see a world beater today. I didn't see, like, was he probably the best left tackle that we've had all season? Absolutely. And I can well, give then you that. that should be a world beater right there, Cody. CK, excuse me. Is that like, I mean, is that if he was the best we've seen all year and he's not a world beater, what the fuck? Right. Is this is like, I, I would say I did not see Brady Christensen get straight beat today. Right. Like, beat there, was like one. A drum. there was a couple of times Fair where point. people said like he was a little too far outside there was another time that, like, and I was just watching the broadcast. There was a lot going on. I was at the at, at tiebreakers, and there's, like, a lot of TVs. There's a lot of people talking. It's hard to concentrate on one singular position entirely. But even the play where uh, Sanchez was like, oh, uh, Shaq Barrett made this happen. Brady Christensen shoved his ass into the center, and then he, like, yep. pinball off of somebody. I... I don't know if Brady Christensen is going to be a left tackle. I don't know if he's going to be a left guard. I don't even know if he's going to be on the game, the fucking Carolina Panthers in three years. But I would tell you this, is that he won't the worst player on the field today. And I would argue that he did damn good against some of the best edge pressure that we've faced all year. Uh, I mean, it was fine. I mean, so it was fine. It's like, my thing is this. Imagine how much Process better is working a thousand percent. Clearly, imagine bro. how much better Brady Christensen could have looked if he would have been playing left tackle all year for us. Like then we would be having no question in our mind. We would have a full idea of whether or not Brady Christensen can play left tackle for us. Even You're if wrong. he was good, even You're if wrong. he was good but not great, you would be able to have some idea of whether or not you see something that you like in him, whether or not you believe that he can become better and continue to grow at that position. The limited amount of reps that we have seen from him play a left tackle against the Washington football team and today against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, dude, short arms be damned. I think Brady Christensen is a future left tackle. You are wrong, sir. The only reason he was as good as he was today is because the process is working 1,000%. (laughs) I promise you, Brady Christensen would have been a bum. He would have been a worse iteration of himself if the Matt Rule process would have not been working. Matt Rule is the biggest fucking moron in the history of morons. When you look up the word moron on Google, you ought to see a picture of Matt fucking Rule. I could not have timed this but call, but I did not know it was going to start like the this. The dickhead owner hired the dickhead head coach who hired his dickhead coaches. Cam Newton should have retired two fucking years ago. 
and Sam Darnold should have never been drafted two fucking years ago. And the next person who says this is a great defense, stick your head in the fucking toilet and flush that motherfucker. Because that's where your opinion should be. This is, you know what? At the end of this season, I would fire every, I would fire every head, every coach in that building. Every head coach, every coach in that building, including the, including the fucking training staff. You can't stay no healthier than this. Fuck your bitch ass too. And the scouting department, fuck your ass. You're out of there too. And, and you know what? You know what? While we at it, let's go ahead and fire the fucking janitor. You know, this, this is a stupid shitty organization. Take it out on it him. It is. You know, and, and any jackass who agrees to trade your second round pick for a dickhead quarterback who should have never been in the NFL anyway, and then trade your third round pick for a corner who looks like he's playing out there with the dildo in his ass. Shouldn't be playing. <laughs> I knew this team would suck for the last two fucking months. And I've opened my mouth and I've said my piece. And this Friday, I'm going to say it again. This team sucks. It always will suck. And it forever will suck. I kill dickhead Matt Rule is out of this fucking office. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> man, how, can you, man, uh, how can you argue with him? You can't, man. There's nothing to argue with. Right that there. call was, was so on time, bro. It was perfect. It was, so it was absolutely. Time. And by the way, I, I don't want to just gloss over it. Miles Hartsfield is bad. Like I feel like every Why? single time that we see him, plays today. no, how dude, he was how you gonna pick the guy? How are you gonna pick on the? This is fucked up. All right, this is he where gets roasted literally public. every time we see him, dude. I mean, to he be is, fair, he's Stephon Gilmore, on, dude. Stephon Gilmore did worse than Hartsfield did today. Yeah, I mean, fine. Yeah, I'm just no, bullshit I know, to pick the lowest hanging fruit, the weakest link on this thing, like the guy that's fighting to make the bubble. This is why I defend people like Demir Bird so much, and this and that. These guys are producing more than the big fucking names. And then the, what? The low-hanging fruit is for Cody Lashley to come on here and say Miles Ma- Hartfield sucks. He's playing football. Hey, how about this? He's if playing the Carolina Panthers, and Tony, how about this? About if the Thomas. Carolina Panthers, no, dude, no, 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 no. Listen to me. If the Carolina Panthers hired my cripple ass, yeah, it would be a fantastic feel-good story. I still don't deserve to be on the fucking football field. Come on, man. Every time I see that guy, he's getting absolutely destroyed, man. And yeah, it's a call it unfair. Say what you want. But one of the things you got to realize, too, is that uh, uh, victim shaming. You're victim shaming. Stephon Gilmore was on Antonio Brown. So, yeah, of course. What, Stephon what the Gilmore fuck does that mean? The defensive player do not give your boy a pass. My God. You just gave Stephon Gilmore. The yep. biggest pass in the history of the world. It was on Antonio, Antonio, Antonio Brown. Who is a fucking head case, number one. Number two is missed three weeks, been kicked out with his fake ass shit. Number four, like, was barely in the league. No, you're acting like he's the greatest receiver in the history of the world? Better Gilmore than must be a goddamn bum. 
Whoever, better than whoever was on Hartsfield, that's for damn sure. And it didn't matter because every oh time we gosh. see Hartsfield out there, he's getting blown up or he's missing a tackle. Yeah, Panther Pickle was right, man. Hartsfield yeah, ain't it. It's not good, man. Not good. Dude, Sorry. Gim, man, you should be roasting Gilmore, huh, man? Why? Oh, because he couldn't Why? shut down Antonio Brown. How about that? He ain't a number one. You know what? Because, I mean, he probably couldn't even shut down DJ Moore at this point. Well, that would put oh. him in Hartsfield in the same boat. How about that? Dude, Gilmore and like, Hartsfield, best players. That's another player that players. Matt Rule didn't even play enough this year. Wasn't even putting him on the number one. Oh, my God. What a pass for Gilmore. What a pass. You're just like this average, hey, everyday, normal guy. Felicia. So, a couple things that I saw. Okay, I saw a lot of things today. Um, but anyway, so, you know, the obvious. <laughs> Didn't we all? We don't have no protection as usual. Uh, just knowing, okay? Uh, so, we go out there. We throw Sam out there today or whatever. And Sam made a few good throws. I'll give him that. Um, but overall, I thought that him and Cam were equally not as good, um, not making throws. And so I don't know if it's the protection or if it's just the offense in general. I, I ain't quite thinking that. I, I actually think it's more of the offense um, itself because, you know, like we didn't even have a run game. And if you notice that the DBs from Tampa, they were running about better than our our wide receivers and running backs was, uh, were running it. So, you know, that leads me to believe that our offense is very predictable, which is which probably has a lot to do with the increase in turnovers that we're seeing because if they know where our receivers are going because we run the same plays over and over again, then, of course, they're going to be there before our people are because they know what we're going to do. But anyway, and then the fourth and two – um, right before the half, I don't know why Matt Rule doesn't go for that. Like, you got Cam Newton back there. All you got to do is basically fall forward, and you're going to get those two yards. So why did he go for it at the fourth and two right before the half? Because And then with the, right before the half with a two-minute mark, and then you give the ball back to, um, to Tom Brady, who's going to score. So you know, like, their job is to keep the ball away from him. To me, that's just like – you have no idea what you're doing. If you if you play against Tom Brady and you don't know that no matter what and you're right here before the half, I don't care if it's if it's fourth and twenty five, you're gonna go for it because your job is is you're gonna minimize the amount of time that he can have right before the half to get out and score because he's best in the two minute offense. Oh Everybody God. knows. I don't know why Matt Rue didn't know that. But anyway. And then where has Josh Smith been all season? I mean, I have no idea. Like, I saw him today, and he seemed to be the only receiver that could somehow get a break away from somebody for that big pass that Sam threw to him. I don't know where he's been all season. Um, and then my other thing is, why do our receivers and running backs follow so much? Like, I haven't figured this out yet. Like, uh, the, the pass that Cam was trying to throw to Abdullah, he's falling. Robbie's falling. DJ, like, why do they fall so much? I ain't figured that out. Yeah. Dallas courses or something, because they've been falling all season. Like, it's just been a mess. I don't know why they can't stand on two feet. What is going on? <sighs> but anyway, I digress. I, I guess that's just been the, the, the theme of the whole half of the season. We just fallen. I mean, we, we just fold. You know, uh, it, thanks looks like, it, looks like, it looks like a few of our players had bet against us. Uh, winning this this week, so they were like, let's just go ahead and assume. Let's let, go ahead and pick against, like, say that Tampa Bay is going to cover the spread, and we'll just trip and not get any touchdowns. 
<laughs> In better news, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers are getting shut out 23 to nothing right now. And Deontay Johnson just made a Carolina Panthers-type play. This mug caught a ball out in the flat, started running, just dropped it. I mean, like, he was running, doing all the things you're not supposed to, holding the ball in one hand, this and that, and he just, it just fell out of his hands. Like, he didn't, I mean, he literally fumbled the ball for no reason at all and gave the ball back. That is, like, he should be, you know what, I say the Carolina Panthers sign him to a three-year deal next year. Oh, yeah, probably, like, let's go ahead and set a new record for, for his contract. Come on, yeah, exactly. Um, You know, one of the things going back to that call, though, interesting is third and one, we have Sam Darnold in there. Like, what did you guys think about the rotation of the quarterbacks? All right, so let's not even argue over whether rotating quarterbacks is a good idea, right? Like, I mean, I don't even care at this point. It's not. It's not unless you have your game plan that's created that way at the beginning of the season. But did it even look like for Mr. 1000% process, it seemed like um, Cam Newton was uh, in there and passing downs and Sam Darnold was in there on running downs. Yeah, I mean, uh, you heard uh, Sanchez talking about it. Um, I, I mean, the, the the part about that is, I mean, I guess there is a level of unpredictability to that. But, I mean, my personal my personal opinion is you shouldn't be running that. I get the reason but at the same time, I'm also of the mind, like, uh, the, the, I talked about it, I think, last week or on the Friday, free for, free for all. The reason the Saints were so good is because they had a quarterback like Drew Brees who could run the offense. Um, we don't have that luxury, right? We're not in the same boat as, as you know, the, the Saints were. Um, and so, and the other part is that's a, an offense that they had put into place. They had installed that offense prior to the season starting and they have Taysom Hill. There's, there's the, like uh, just the relief picture uh, pitcher. Like, I mean, there's, I just, like, it doesn't, it doesn't ever feel like it's a good idea to do that. I haven't felt like it's been good idea. And, and, and it's, it's clearly not worked out. Well, I was just going to say, I don't like the idea of it, but I think it's something that actually can work if you plan for it. Like CK was saying, the problem was we didn't look like we were having any kind of plan for it. We just looked like we were taking out once a player had a bad play. We took him out and put the other guy in, you know, because the thing or is when Sam, they Sam had Darnold, a good play, you did it like it did. Right. It, it didn't feel like there was a plan. It just yeah. felt like it was just reactive. I don't, I don't yeah. know. It would like felt ridiculous. It That's what it felt like. Well, the thing is, Sam Darnold can run the ball. Remember, at the beginning of the season, we were praising right. for how he can run the ball. So it's not like either one of these players had a lot more. To, well, I think Cam's a better runner. Darnold's a better thrower. Sure, but both sure. of them can do either one. You just should have had a plan going into it. And it looks like his plan was, I'm going to put Cam Newton out there until he fails. Then when he fails, I'm going to put Darnold in. And I hope that he does really well so I can tell everybody I told you so. That's what it looked uh, like. By the way, I, I saved this comment for later just because I thought it was spot on and hilarious. Karen Choi says this season they added an extra game just for us to hold <laughs> an extra L. And I found the the you know how poetic that was in the simplicity of it add an extra game to give us an extra bout of despair if there was a and season you didn't want an extra game this is this, the one. this one dude two five I'm, two 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 eight fifty ninety eight 
What's up, Panther fans? Hey, uh, Matt Rule, I just watched his uh, post-game press conference. He said, um, give him time. He said it took Jay-Z seven years to get his um, to get his feet on the ground and get going good. That's what our coach said. He compared himself to Jay-Z. And Jay-Z <laughs> needed seven years, so that's what it's going to take for him, basically, in a nutshell. Um, fellas, I just suggest you find another hobby. You know, do something else more productive with your time um, instead of watching this shit show. <laughs> Take care, guys. That's fucking fantastic mean, advice. <laughs> right. Fantastic advice, but glut- I'm a glutton for punishment, so I guess I'm gonna keep. Been doing this podcast for nine years, I mean, nine years, and I'm trying to think where was a lower spot for me. <sighs> I mean, for you. I mean, have we been in a lower spot? I mean, in that nine years, what would that moment be? So, listen, hey, I've always been real about when my Panther fandom started. You know, I don't have a great recollection of the torment and torture that happened to the Panther fan base the year before Cam Newton was drafted. I imagine that that season probably would have to be very high up on the list. I know that since my time as a as a Panther fan since 2011, these past few years, man, it I feel like the next year can't possibly be worse than this one. And then it always gets worse, dude. It always finds a way to get worse. It's to the point like it's like That's a good what do you that. what do you have to believe in, man? Uh, like like if if we're going to set our expectations to something next year, well, right. if time is a flat circle, we get our expectations set really high just for this Panthers team to pull the right Jenga piece and everything just comes I never had my expectations high. See, see, this is the problem with this is I never had my expectations high. In fact, right. I thought that we were going to be an eight-win team and I know that, like, they fell below that. Like, I didn't think we were going to have a boom. I thought it was, again, middle of the road. But I have been a Panthers fan since uh, I got into football when I went to ultimately graduated high school. Julius Peppers, who played football around my area, drafted to the Carolina Panthers. It just felt like a marriage made in heaven. I was a Julius Peppers fan. So I said, all right, I mean, I'm trying to get in professional football and he goes to the team that just kind of has recently come to Carolina. You know, like, all right, so I'm a Carolina Panthers fan. But I started this podcast in the 2013 season. And I'm just talking about since those nine years, every week we have been up here on Tuesday nights. Every, you know, like, I mean, we have, I mean, I'm like just pounding the streets, nothing like, nothing special, just consistency, this and that. And I'm trying to think of a point where I felt this low. This low. You know, that's that conversation is happening in our chat room. Some people saying even in 2010, uh, they felt like they had a chance. Uh, one of these guys that I just put up on the screen right here was uh, saying, you know, I don't remember the times of Kerry Collins benching himself and quitting on the football team that's certainly true too uh but uh but I shout out went, what was it uh, i was just gonna say i was just gonna say real quick and then we'll continue shout out grim reaper for the ten dollars who says the the game i expected today keep pounding yeah. c3 thank you grim 
I think CK surprised. though the lowest I felt was that year we went to the opener. I mean, not the at the opener, but when right. Cam went down hurt, and you just felt like, oh man, the season's over. You know, like, and then they ended up winning five games or whatever, and it wasn't even. I would argue that this season is worse than that one. This, this I don't is disagree. Like, tell I me think. why this season is better. At least that one, we had reasons. I mean, the, the, that, the part about it is, like, even from the perspective of the 2010 season, like, with that, we had we, we were that bad that we knew we were going to be picking first. We had a group of uh, quarterbacks, or at least one quarterback, coming out that we knew could be a possible franchise quarterback. We don't feel that necessarily with any of the quarterbacks this year. Right. I, I think there's definitely a, a difference. And I think the problem right now is like, like I'd mentioned before, we have far too many people at the end of their contracts, far too many people um, still on their contract next year that we don't need. That would uh, be a big loss for us. Um, I, I don't know. I, like, I, I really don't know the answer. It's like the callers have said is that the lack of identity is the problem. Or a part, or a large part of the problem. At least at those moments, we could say our quarterback got hurt. We're gonna get a new coach. We're gonna right. get. Um, I actually thought in what was it, twenty eighteen or twenty, whatever that year was, and we just said, man, our defense is like I love Pep being back just for nostalgia, but our defense yeah. is old. Like we had something to say. We we could say our defense is old. I can't point to this team and say what the problem is. Because everything is a problem. Right. Like everything. Like what's well, not a problem? That's what I want to know. What is not a fucking problem? And Tari, I think the best take that you have had this season is like, who have we beaten? You know, who have we beaten? Like all of our best wins. Like if you start to look at it, you can easily dissect it. You know, the number of players that they were missing or just all the different caveats. It's like, eh, these wins defense, are, yeah. they're not even very nobody. good. Yeah, they're not even very good in retrospect. Right. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, looking back on them, man, it's like, dude, I don't know. I mean, 2000. We're a mess, bro. It's ever a mess. Since 2017, it's just been downhill, man. Uh, yeah. So what, this is now five seasons in a row that the Panthers will finish with uh, with the losing number? Yeah, I mean, how yeah, about we, dude, were, we're, we're, we were mad about not having back to back winning seasons? Let's not have back 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 to back losing seasons. Back to back to back to back. Yeah, a winning season be great. All right, let's go to the next call. We need to fire everybody now. I don't know how Tepper to sit back and uh continue to watch this helps the fire fucking circus, man. Yeah, you know, everybody was talking about Cam Newton, this Cam Newton, that. Well, look, had them said on got what, sacked seven times a day. You know, at least Cam Newton got to score some touchdowns. You know, right? They even they even watched the Matt Rule press conference, man. You know, it's just a fucking joke, man. Like Skip Bayless said, I don't show, man. But uh, hopefully we fire Matt Rule, man, and get some real NFL coaches, man. But uh, everybody keep pounding. Make sure you dab on that like button. Make sure you subscribe, man. Everybody like have a uh, happy holiday and a happy new year. It's Sea Dog. Uh, great show, guys. Thank you, Sea Dog. Um, appreciate you, brother. 
The only thing the Panthers have done well or done right is uh, ruin Cam Newton's career yeah. twice. Twice. Hey. Next. Hey, goal. how about? Uh, I was gonna how say. Uh, what? No, I was gonna say. How about this comment? Dan Floyd says this is my first season following an NFL, and I chose to be a Panthers fan. I'm gonna keep pounding and stick with them, but man, it's been disappointing. Why? Right, we want to know why you picked. I want to know this, Dan. Like, what made you pick? Did you throw it on a dartboard? Like, what <laughs> was not like? What I mean for real? Yeah. Like, what yeah. would be the reason that out of all the things you picked this year? I mean, if we got in a pick, so um. And I always say this when we get to the ice up picks is that I've iced up a kid, an eight year old in Oklahoma or whatever. And the reason I say that is because this kid, Oklahoma, they don't have a professional football team. And so this kid wrote a letter to like, or put it on Instagram. I can't remember. It's been so long now. And it was like, um, he was basically courting um, a team. He wanted, he's like, I want to get into professional football. And I'm looking for a team to cheer for. And this was back when Jerry Richardson was the owner. And Jerry Richardson would do cool shit like this back in the day. He would write a hand, and he wrote this kid a hand note and sent him like a helmet, a Panthers helmet that was like autographed. So he sent him a, it was a note from the owner of the team with this like great gear and he was like, we'd love to have you as a fan. And this motherfucker picked another team over us. <laughs> like, he was like, nah, I'm going to be a Texans fan. Fuck yeah. you. Like, And yeah. I was, like, so pissed at this little eight-year-old. I was fucking, I was hey, man. so mad. I, I was, was about like, some babes. They'll say some true shit. They'll say some true shit every once in a while. But hey, I'm interested in this yeah. is what made this guy be a Panthers fan. Yeah, I'm interested too, Dave. If you're still with us, uh, let us know. Hey, real quick, shout out to one of our angels who helps float this show, man. Roosevelt Mongo, we definitely appreciate you, brother, for the $10. He said the Carolina Panthers are like pouring sour milk in my cereal. David Tepper, sell the team and go back to see NBC and Wall Street where you belong. Man, not a lot of love for David Tepper. And someone in the chat room earlier said that, like, it's pointless even criticizing David Tepper because he's not going anywhere. And it's like, I know. yeah, that, that is true. Look how long the Washington football team has been trying. Oh, to they fucking. Oh, my Snyder. God. It's ridiculous. Like, yeah, they hate man. their owner more than they hate the Cowboys. Your owner, you're just stuck with them. You're mm-hmm. you're stuck with him. So this is the owner. This is the guy who's going to make all the big time decisions on the Carolina Panthers. Still, I remember hearing the rumor that once upon a time, Matt Rule, shortly after buying the Panthers, even considered a color change, changing our colors. I don't know what the hell it would have been, but I mean, we've also that's the it. only. You know what I was going to say is that I was going to say to the guy who picked our team to cheer for i thought the only reason he would say would be the colors 
Yeah, it's the only good thing left about our team is the uniforms and the colors, to be truly honest. Yeah, I mean, they're pretty dope. The colors are yeah. straight. So imagine changing that. And Tony, I don't give a damn what you say. Those black jerseys, I don't care that you think they're cursed. They're so things. bad, look. They're, they're, so they're cursed as a motherfucker. Black helmets, flat black right. helmets. That's fine. That's fine. Maybe it's unlucky because we wear a stupid-ass silver helmet. They're not they're unlucky. We're just a bad football team. No, dude. we are unlucky. Fucking, if we no. are look at what point does it become data? You no, say it's, it's superstition. Data, at what point before. does it become data, sir? When you're a bad football team, one, we didn't really start changing up the Panther colors until David Tepper was our owner because Richardson no, never liked true. To do we that won, shit. we've worn black on black on black, bro. We've never won. We're like two when Jerry Richardson was here, it was rare for us to wear the black bottoms. Very now rare. we do it almost every other game. Mm-hmm. Well, guess so what? We saying. still lost with them every other game. They need to stop doing it. They no, need to stop doing it. they need to do it. more. We just need to be a better football team, team, Tony. This is silly, by the way, because I, I did. I forgot about talk about that defense. We, oh, my God. I don't even know how many more get, Lord have mercy. We can't <laughs> stop the run. See, here's the thing. So, I actually felt like last week we did a better job of stopping the run than this week. And the, the only factor that was different was Derek Brown. But i.e., I know everybody said he's it. I don't know. I don't know. I think the other two people that was in there last week did a little better stopping the run. Just my mm-hmm. personal opinion. We can't say the edge. <clears throat> I don't know what's going on with that. Um, we ain't been able to set the game since the beginning of the season. They, they get on the outside and they eat us alive. We can't get outside. We can't stop. We can't sit in. We can't get outside. We can't, we can't do nothing. To get to the outside is over, okay? And then we play these loose zones. What the fuck is about playing in the zone if we're going to be loose and just let them do whatever they want in the zone? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't I don't understand. I don't I don't understand. I'm, I'm confused. I, yeah. I don't know. Number two defense, I just highly doubt it because we can't catch it. We can't stop a nosebleed. That's the truth, man. The the defense can't stop shit. What's going on in Carolina? And I just don't even know where they begin to fix it, but it's a mess. Mm. Okay, I really think I'm through this time. (laughs) It's a mess. (laughs) Shalika, that's awesome. The kicker was good today. He's the new kicker. He He did all right today. On yeah. his little three chances, he, he kicked all right. That is a kind of smart point. I mean, look, I mean, we haven't stopped anybody on defense, and we can make excuse after excuse, right? People tell me I make excuses for Cam Newton all day. And you know what? I say this is Cam Newton is, is done. I think he's done. People say I make more excuses for Cam than you Oh, do you nowadays, do. Bro. You make way more excuses for Cam because you just are trying to wish your people into success. Nah, I defended I, I Cam for it. so long. And you know what? I still defend him. I ain't oh, trying I to hate on Cam. I got no reason to hate on Cam. I mean, bad situation, this or that. I just don't believe. First, I, I didn't think it was the right thing for us to do. I thought it was the wrong. I mean, like we we put we use Cam to to disguise the problems right. on this team. They Boy. tried to uh, speak. They whispered these like they knew who our weaknesses were as fans and this and that. And so I didn't even want to see Cam again. I wanted all I have said since Cam left here is I want to see him go out on a high note. Mm-hmm. I just don't want his career besmirched 
by injury and problems at coach this and that. I just want one good game, one good season, a run to just where people remembered Cam for what he truly was. And they did us wrong. They used Cam as a doormat. And that's uh, like, it's not fine. Actually, it's terrible. They used Cam as a doormat. I will, but I'm, I'm at the end of the day, it's like moving forward with Cam or Darnold. It's like, it's the least tenable. It's tough watching, man. Mm-hmm. It's tough watching. I mean, well, we have no options. And I that's what's that's even harder. Yep. That's what's even harder for fans of this football team because literally it's looking like those are your two options. Either that or, or your trading options. For... There are no options, yes. number one. There are zero options, number one. And the only option is the stupid-ass, actually, white boy who continues to show us that he has the physical traits, just the inability to be any good. The, Sam Darnold. There's no other option. You can't bring, you can't pay Cam, unless you're going to pay Cam... A pauper's wage? Fuck that. I don't want to make... I, I feel like we're trying to humiliate Cam. That's what I feel like at this point. It's like, it's like us being... I don't want to be a part of that. Mm-hmm. I just don't want to be a part of it. I mean, I hear you, man. Uh, I mean, I don't... This is why we didn't want to see Cam Newton come back to the football team. Uh, I mean, you were, I was excited when it happened. But then to... And then just to look at everyone blame him, man. Like, I knew this shit was going to happen. Oh, Cam Newton can't read defenses. Oh, Cam Newton's arm is shot. Oh, Cam Newton can't throw it touch. Oh, Cam Newton can't do this. Like, you were never going to – this was never a situation for him to even display that he could do all those things. People want to say that. I didn't want to be a part of it. I did not want to be a part of it from the beginning. One thing he displayed today, though, that we argued about last week, and y'all may have said this when I stepped away for a moment, is he did get the ball down the field. Like last week, we were talking about he looked like he was having a hard time throwing it 10 yards down the field. He had some zip behind some balls today, and he was putting the ball deep a few times. So he, yeah, he did that one, that one that. really deep pass that I saw that he overthrew Robbie Anderson. Everything else was kind of like still pretty short. It. You know, I, I still, like I said, I mean, outside of my love for Cam, I, I do agree. I think it's his. Again, and this is this is where I talk about the offensive line. Um, You know, I'm tired of the argument of the offensive line and everything because we need to fix that. Like nobody's wrong, right? You know, Cody's Cody could very well be completely right about his opinion on Cam Newton. The problem is we've seen more often than not he's not. Like he's not the same Cam Newton. Like the evidence that we've given with what he's got has been that Cam Newton can't do it the way that he used to be able to do it, right? Um, But the same can be said about Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold can't do it the way that he was drafted to be done. But at the same time, he's got the same asterisks beside his name that everybody else is going to have, which is, well, he really hasn't had an opportunity to show what he's capable of doing because he's got a garbage situation. And right. I, like, I, I just don't think I'm so tired of that argument. I'm ready to see who's real and who's not. And I think, unfortunately, um, as much as I love uh, Cam Newton, I think that, there's a ceiling, and I think that ceiling is higher for Sam Darnold. And that sounds so stupid, but I think it's higher than for Sam Darnold than it is Cam Newton, based stupid. on what I've seen. I mean, you're hoping, and the only reason that anyone's hoping is just because he's younger and yeah, he's never been behind an offensive year. line that was. Well, yeah, and he can throw down. the ball off platform. He did a lot of like that. That throw he threw to Sean Smith today is the reason why 
draft people nut over him. It was a good throw, but it wasn't spectacular. Yeah, it was on the run, off platform, and was like, uh, I mean, he's got all the physical traits. That's that's the part that that's the thing is everybody loves the physical traits, but the problem is he's a crumpler. He's a crumpler. He crumples. Quarterbacks in the NFL this day, if you're going to have a what I'd call a franchise quarterback, guys who can play without perfect conditions, which is what we tried to argue with Cam his entire career. But yeah, you're hey, right. Man, he made us maybe, better. Maybe he's just maybe maybe Cam is good. He's not elite. I mean, look at Tom Brady today. He was missing 57 percent of his offense, and he still put up 32 points against the number two defense in the NFL. I mean, come on. You need elite quarterbacks to be able to play without perfect conditions because it's never going to be perfect conditions. I don't want to take anything away from what Tom Brady, because he did a very good job today. Like, I'm not going to take that away from him, but I will take this away from that conversation. He is not, he is not, I'm trying to think of the right way to put it. Like, they didn't get a lot of short fielded, like, they got a lot of short, short field situations. And, and I think that was valuable for them because if you look at the majority of their drives, they, they started out from the other half of the 50 on their side of the, or on our side of the 50 yard line, giving them a lot easier situations. Yeah, I told you, man, the bucks did not have a good game today. That is the thing about this is we got blown the fuck out today. My team that was riddled by COVID and injury who also did not play a phenomenal game. Nobody did anything exceptional on their team. Even the pass rush, when they got seven sacks, felt unexceptional when you watched all those sacks. But yeah. There was how- nothing that the Bucks did that was exceptional. The Panthers were horrendous, and they weren't even the worst we've seen them this season, bro. But I don't even like criticizing the Buccaneers. Like it, it, uh, the better teams in football, even when you're missing players, they're able to maintain some level of consistency. We might hate the New Orleans Saints, but look at how many players the New Orleans Saints have missed this year. And right now, like it or not, they're in contention to get one of the wild card spots. Uh, I mean, dude, missing players at a certain point is no longer. Like you know, a referendum. On I'm not saying that. Missing, I'm saying this is they beat us, they spanked us, and they were missing players, huh, man? Yeah. Like I'm like not they, saying like I'm not using that as a defense of why they lost. I'm saying this is imagine if they had all those bitches, what would their score? Oh, yeah, have been? it would have been. And they did not play yeah. flawlessly. They left a lot on the field today, I believe, and I don't even feel like their defense was just ridiculously dominant. Whoever this whitehead kid was, game of the year. Oh, that's our father. That's the Panthers daddy. (laughs) Good God. All right, let's go to the next goal. Guys, it's official. The Panthers are officially back in um, obscurity. Complete obscurity. Like total obscurity. That was wild. It's awful, too, because, I mean, they just took everything good about this team and wasted it. And, you know, behind inadequate program building, not understanding how to run an NFL franchise and sitting up here casting everything on a dead horse like Sam Donald. How did Sam Donald go for like nine of like 25 for only like a hundred and something yards, 60 of which was an explosive play on a coverage bust. Mm-hmm. And yet he's the one with more time in the offense. And then you look at total yards, Cam still had more total yards 
you know, just stands that play. Like, it's at this point, that just shows inadequate preparation because we knew he was going to play Sam Donald. So he had to have been giving him some reps. So why did they just look so defeated this game? Because they suck. <sighs> like, the team is quit. I don't think they have faith in this coaching staff. And Tepper is entirely disconnected if he really thinks that he, bringing that rule back is going to be another good thing for the Panthers. I can tell you, no free agent is going to want to play from that rule. Seeing the way he throws his players under the bus, they yeah. take less money and go elsewhere. Yeah. There's no way. Right. Absolutely none. Fire Matt Rule. Spend your entire draft on an offensive line. Pray that you can at least bring Cam Newton back just so that you can have a decent bridge it, quarterback man. and a cultural piece. Let's, no. just, let's do something to forget. I feel like we're making fun of him at this point. Nah, I don't want to bring Cam. I feel like we're making Cam Newton. I mean, we're making fun of Cam Newton. Yeah, but, but by the way, how about this? The biggest reason that I don't want Cam Newton back next year is just because I'm tired of always having to defend him. And I'm always going to That's why I didn't want him, him back this year. And by the way, it's like, I, don't, I don't give a fuck what people think. Cam Newton is better than the player that you're seeing on this field if you put a better team around him. On the Friday free-for-all, I played the clip of Robbie Anderson during his press conference going to Which bat I don't like Robbie Anderson for Cam. And, and yeah, I, look, but say what you want about about Robbie Anderson. His we answer will. was, a, don't was worry, 100% the truth about what he said about Cam Newton. I mean, it, asking any quarterback in the NFL to be successful behind this offensive line with this yep. football Then why game, do it, Batman? I'm tired of these excuses, bro. I'm tired of this. Is I don't want to wish. I don't wish this on my worst enemy. That's what I'm. That's what we're saying about this. Is there's no more excuses to be saying. Well, if Cam had better, blah, 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 none of this. I don't want Cam to be the quarterback of the Panthers because of what that will do to him. Uh-huh. We've already done him dirty, bro. We've done him dirty. We've done Sam Darnold dirty. We've done, you know, and actually we didn't. Matt Fool did. Yeah. Matt Fool did them dirty. Next call. Uh, hey, real hey, quick. Merry real Christmas. quick. Uh, uh, before I think we Cody just forward, made a good point, you know. Uh, you asked Dan how he picked the Panthers. Uh, his answer was, uh, I had to pick a team, and I didn't want to pick just the champs or the Rams. It was between the Panthers and the Titans. I like the run game, and CNC had a couple of good years. I picked the Panthers. Like so, that. yeah, that's how everybody has a different uh, coming to the Panthers tale, man. I'm happy you picked us, man. At least you get to come and hang out on this podcast. True. Hopefully that's more fun than uh, than actually watching the Panthers. That, uh, <laughs> yeah. but You like some hurt-ass running backs, though. <laughs> <laughs> Both yeah, of them. Uh, I I think at least for myself, y'all are about the uh y'all about my favorite Carolina Panthers, you know. Oh. Um thanks. love you guys. Keep up the good work and uh I'll stick with it through through all these times and we'll get there. No worries. We are the Andy Dufresne. We are breaking out of this is the Shawshank Redemption, folks. We have to crawl through 500 yards of shit to get to freedom. We're only two yards in, it feels like. Yeah. Next call. Hey, what's up, C3? Hey, man. Uh, my name's Brandon. 
long time listener, first time caller. What's up, Brandon? It's just uh, Skip Bayless pretty much uh, said exactly how I'm feeling. This is a clown show. Mm-hmm. And uh, Matt Rule has a big red nose. <laughs> and uh, I mean, I don't understand half of the decisions that we make. Half of the decisions, half of the own field decisions that we make. It's just ridiculous. It's absolutely infuriating to watch this team. And the thing that really pisses me off more than anything else is knowing if we had a different coaching staff with the exact same roster, we would have a totally different outcome. I mean, you know, look at Pittsburgh wanting to get rid of Mike Tomlin every year. Dude, if we had Mike Tomlin this year with our squad. They're getting smoked right now, by the way. Yeah, they are. That's all I got to say, man. I'm I'm just so annoyed. I'll take Mike Tomlin. I'll, I'll take it off the air, but thank you guys, man. I'll take Mike Tomlin for this. Is I want a coach that Hell can punch yeah. any player in the fucking mouth. One that cares and they would about feel, losing. I probably deserved it. If Mike Tomlin punched you in the mouth and you're a football player, you're like, dude, I fucked up. <laughs> you know you what would I mean? not, and you would, you would not step. You no, would not step. No. It's like it's like you trying to tell. When I was young, I used to say this. It's like, oh, my dad never hit me. I'd fight back. I'm fuck. I'm gonna get this. You know, like right when you're starting to grow some hair on your chest, mm-hmm. hair on your balls. You know what I'm saying? Like you're like, oh, and my dad. I got the best dad. First of all, he adopted me, which is amazing. He's never treated me like I wasn't his son. He might be the most admirable person when it comes to this ever. But he's from a roughneck place, bro. He's from Rocky Mount, North Carolina, which is like tough. It's a tough place. Yep. And he's just a good dude, but he is strong. We call him country. I mean, his name is Vernon Wilbur. Vernon, like, you want to fuck with a Vernon Wilbur, homie? No, you don't. And he's given me a lot of slack. A lot of slack. And he's never F with me in the wrong way. Like, what I'm saying is this. I have screwed up a lot. And he has never been like, you're not my son. I gave him a lot of opportunities to be like that. Mm-hmm. A lot. But I remember this, like, I remember I got in trouble for smoking something. You're not supposed to, it's illegal. I was in high school. My mom's this crazy Italian lady. She's going nuts on me, screaming at me. He's laughing at me. He's laughing at me. He's just, he's like chuckling and chuckling as he's watching my mom just go nuts on this, like, 15-year-old little kid. And I looked over him and I said, fuck you like i looked him in the eyes and i said fuck and i i remember saying this is like i would fight i mean man if he ever fucked me i'll fight back i'll do this shit i will fuck him up you know like this and that and this motherfucker went from laughing and grinning to like the devil took over him and he walked over in there and he smacked me like a bitch like i deserve to be smacked mm-hmm. and guess what i did <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do shit. That's what Mike Tomlin would do to these players. Mm-hmm. That's what Mike Tomlin would do. You would be like, oh, I'm going to talk back to this and that. I would talk back to my stepdaddy, Matt Rule. I would not talk back to Mike Tomlin. I would talk back to my stepdaddy, Matt Rule. I would not talk back to my real dad, Vernon Wilbur Dunn Jr. <laughs> you want to fuck with that name? I dare you to fuck with some Vernon Wilbur. So Dare he did, so yeah, he, did, like he did to you what I do to you on debate my take. 
Oh, oh shit, dude! I am mad at a your first. I get a little upset about your fan group. You got Cody Lashney has this fan club that just loves him. Number one, and number two, they give you way too much latitude. Way too much latitude. I totally beat you on that Eric Bianami joint last week. No, I was bringing out didn't. stats. You brought nothing. You brought nothing. <laughs> no, they were like, "Oh, Cody wins." Cody wins. Of they course. love them. They love them. Next call. Oh. Is there I would call? like to know your thoughts on uh, who are potential replacements for Matt Rule. Oh, oh, potential. Oh, well, two. There we go. <laughs> so, look, me and Tony did a uh, debate my take uh, available on this channel now. We both made our points. I made the case for Eric Bianami who is someone that many Panther fans have been wanting to be a coach of the Panthers for a long time. And Tony made the case for Greg Roman. Um, and I thoroughly made better points and, you know, had a way better debate than Tony, but that goes without saying, right. But I think that Eric B has all the traits and, you know, things that you need from a head coach and the tenure and the Super Bowl rings to prove it, man. And the chiefs, I think they're the number one seed, in the AFC right now after starting very poor on offense. So he's also shown as a play caller, they know how to turn things around over there. I mean, Eric Bianami has been my number one choice for a long time. The sad point is, and I think CK mentioned this earlier in regards to free agents, you know, players aren't going to want to come here, but if you're a head coach, you're probably going to go somewhere with a lot more established pieces on hand, mm-hmm. and, you know, than come to the Carolina Panthers. I would like for that to happen, uh, you know, but I just I, I don't know I don't know if it will. All right, next call. Hey guys, this is Arden Jr. Just wanted to say that you know after Brady retires, the Saints don't have a franchise quarterback. The Falcons don't not gonna have another one, and you know if all those teams draft the franchise quarterback ahead of us, and we still and we still on the back end, that's what I'm the the most afraid of because that's gonna set us back another couple of years. So that's all. That's my thoughts. Another decade, not a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Next call. Hey, what's up, boys? It's uh, Levi here again. Uh, just calling in. What's up, Levi? Man, um, you know, actually, I, I was out on the golf course yesterday, and I ended up playing with um, basically the GM of a of the gentleman that's working for Charlotte FC, the new uh, MLS team going in. So he's actually pretty tight with uh, David David Tepper and his family, and he said, um, you know, next year, Rule being Tepper's first real hire. He does really want to stick with him, and um, it's looking like we're going to get one more year. With that said, though, I mean, with the game today, it's just like, how can you even put that Ow. product on the field anymore? I mean, it's it's time to cut our losses and go ahead and uh, mm-hmm. right. just get it over with and start over. I mean, the, the players just look so enthusiastic, and just like they're laying over to die, and I just feel like we really sabotaged the end of, of Cam's career here, but... I know, Cody, you're always looking for something to uh, to point to to come into Matt Rule's defense. I mean, 
I ain't got nothing. But one thing that I I took away from today that uh, I think just kind of proves how bad of a coach he is is like how many times have we called a timeout on fourth down mm-hmm. and discussed it and maybe came up with the play and still went out there and uh, didn't convert. Still an issue. You know, I just feel like we're being out coached time and time again. So hate to see it, man, but uh, love watching your podcast, man. You keep it. Uh, I, you keep me sane, man. I appreciate I all you guys. I have one point to that. Like this is this like multiple times this year that on the first drive of the game we've taken the timeout. Our first drive of the game, which is the most scripted drive of any of any teams, like any drive that you're going to do the entire game. This is multiple games that on the first drive we've had to waste a timeout in the first quarter. Like that's that. I mean, I'm just again another thing that I'm tired of you talking about is time management and how we don't have a coach that's able to do it. Like when our team should be in hurry up, they don't have any type of get up to them. But when you look yeah. at other teams that are elite that have leaders that are at the helm that are able to actually, you know, motivate the players that are there, that are, you know, there in the backfield or, you know, on the offensive line to get up and just run to this line of scrimmage. Like you're not seeing that from the Carolina Panthers. It just feels lethargic. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I do agree. I think uh, that those uh, random timeouts are a, a clear, um, clear mark against uh, Matt Rule's ability to actually be a good uh, coach in this league. Yeah. Tell your hey. OnlyFans club um, about uh, yourself and what you're gonna go do, Cody. Yeah, man. So I've got some family. Look, so uh, I've got family over. My uh, my my sister, uh, her daughters are over, and my little nieces. And Cody's today was the hot, today dude, was the first the time. Way. Today was the first time that I like. There was like a uh, thirty minutes uh, into th- or a few minutes into the third quarter. And uh, I said, dude, I'm done. I'm going to hang out with the fam for a minute. So I missed like a lot of the third quarter, but I was able to see a lot of it. Um, but I'm going to get out of here for the night, man. Uh, listen, I just want to tell everybody, thank you for supporting the C3 Panthers podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Cody Lack, C-O-D-Y-L-A-C. Find all my written work on draft tech, drafttech.com, where I am the analyst for the Carolina Panthers. Um and uh yeah man the Friday free for all we won't have one this Friday but dude net once the new year hits come back on Friday we've been getting more and more people joining the Friday free for all having an incredible time that's your opportunity to come and join the show and tell us what you think of these Carolina Panthers before I go I wanted to highlight the follow up to Dan Floyd's comment he says Cody you're right being on here this year has been the highlights of my Panthers season. Thank all you guys for doing this for everyone. We love the community that we've built here on the C3 Panthers podcast. Merry Christmas to everybody and all of your families. Have a very happy new year to everyone. Have a blessed and happy new year. And uh, hey, man, do see my face again in 2022 talking about these uh haphazards known as the Carolina Panthers boys. So we might get a debate my take in before then. Well we oh, got the right, Tuesday show right. too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Your so, ugly oh, ass God. face. Dude, it's been a long face. day, man. Oh, I'm, I'm talking too much. We that's love how you, brother. Know. We love you, even though they trying to t- this fan club is way too hype about you right now. <laughs> way too hype. 
Hard no, maybe, uh, tell your tell uh tell your mother I said Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Well done. And, well uh, done. Well thanks done. for everything you do for us, brother. Thank you. Absolutely. Love you boys. And uh hey, get on my level, Tony Dunn. Oh <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Do y'all just I mean, you know what? I mean, how am I gonna hate? I mean, like how how do you really hate on um someone who has a great personality, great personality and a great fan club. He got a great fan club. Why why does it sound like you're about to like break up with him? Like you have a really good personality. Or you're debating it in your head. I know. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? This isn't you. It's me, Cody. It's not you. It's it's me, not yeah. you. This He's looking is looking for us to give him reasons to pull the trigger, is what it is. Okay. Right. All right. Yeah. All right. Next call. Hey guys, love the show. I'm gonna try to make a rosy, optimistic as best I can scenario for keeping that rule. Number one, no elite free agent quarterback that's available is going to want to sign with the Panthers because they know that they will get killed behind this piece of shit offensive line and this moron offensive coordinator. Number two, keeping that rule, give him his full three years, and if the team sucks again, you get a top five draft pick and probably can get your franchise quarterback then. Also, in 2000, is next year, the Panthers' permanent team headquarters is going to open up. So they're going to keep rule for the transition moving from you know, the existing facilities to the brand-new state-of-the-art facilities. Now, here's the deal. Let's say if rule sucks, they give him a hook. They should have never hired him in the first place as a college coach, so Tepper, he blew it on that one. Well, anyway, get a new high-quality head coaching candidate next season, not, not for this one, but next year, and then he will have a new brand new state-of-the-art facility. He'll have a top five or top three pick to get his franchise quarterback. So this will be a more attractive coaching position to interview for. So those are my reasons for keeping that rule. What say you, gentlemen? That's exactly Bye-bye. the same point that, you know, minus the the conversation about the new facility that we'll have uh, opening up uh, that I was trying to get across, which is a new coach coming in here with, like, you're going to have a hard time getting a, a candidate that's going to want to come to the Carolina Panthers. It's going to be a valuable long-term candidate um, with what we have currently. But I do agree. Like if we were to bring Matt rule, we have Sam Darnold, we have limited picks this year in the draft. We're going to have a hard time re-signing some of the free agents we have um, on this roster at the end of the year. Um, Like after all of that, like it's safe to say next year is going to be another wash. And, uh, and then that means they're going to have a better draft pick and, and we'll go from there and we'll have all our draft picks. hopefully. You do not court new coaches with great rosters. You know what right. I mean? Like, you're not going to get a new coach when you have a good roster. You get new coaches when you suck. Right. And well, so instead of kicking the can down the road at this point, is just know that, you know what, you're going to bring in the guy that you, that Fitterer believes in, that they're on the same page on, and they know next year is not going to win because right. guess what we're going to do then following year. What are we going to do the following year when we bring in a new coach is we're going to say the same shit, the same right. exact shit. So I say tear the bandaid off right now. Matt fool turned out to be a fool. It's not working. It didn't work. 
I mean, I, I like I said, I, I think that we've got to keep in mind, like we're doing exactly what we did when Sam Darnold was, hot, you know, uh, touted as the uh, next starting quarterback. Like we have don't to want be, him either. We have to be somewhat optimistic, <laughs> right? Like, I mean, if we didn't have any optimism about the future of this franchise, it's hard to continue to want to even watch the game. Right. But and, why? Why? We, we're not manufacturing optimism. We were optimistic about Matt Rule because he was new. Right. We but gave what, him, we gave all of these people an opportunity. Right. We but were what I'm, rooting for them and they have rooted against us. Right. What I'm, my point being is not that we, I don't want Matt Rule gone. Right. I think we all agree. I've said it before that Matt Rule is not the answer and he will not be the answer, at least from what we've seen so far. Right. But if these reports are to be believed that he is coming back regardless, Ugh. I mean, we've, we, we've got to have something to look forward to. And the hope is that it's that he's coming back for the simple fact that maybe we are tanking next year and maybe creating a better situation for a new coach the following year. Do I want that to happen? No, I'm ready for Matt rule. Mm. I think he should have been fired two weeks ago. Right. Um, I'm, I'm just pointing out the fact of, you know, listen, if it's not going to happen, we got to understand why it's not going to happen. And I think it's fair to look at that situation and say, okay, maybe, you know, a new coach coming into that situation next year, maybe that's the reason Tapper's thinking about it from this perspective. Or maybe again, maybe he's so not one of Does that be... mean he already had an eye on firing him? He's just going to give him. I'd like, like to he, think so. Is he just I... trotting him out there next year as the 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 sacrifice? But I, I was going to say, that's honestly what it looks like, but thats I don't feel like that's a good idea because by doing that, then you're already saying that you're planning on tanking next year to make right. this work. And when you're doing that, you're doing that for a future that you may not know works out, so you're already giving up a year tanking to make this plan work that you I don't agree. know if it's going to work out. But if the you're reason... already planning on tanking, just go ahead and cut ties. Go ahead and get, get rid of that like if, if, if you're already planning on breaking up, just go ahead and do it. Don't try to wait till after I this don't date trust so that him, way it man. feels better. Yeah, oh, I and agree. I don't like the comparisons between him and Ron Rivera in year two. I don't think those comparisons are good. People say, oh, we, Ron Rivera, people wanted to call for his job. And yes, is that fans react. We do react. Right. Like we get upset. We are emotional. We get blown the fuck out and we don't like it. We're going to get up on this. Imagine how high, how, um, how hypercritical that's become since the internet has accelerated since 2012 you know what i'm saying there right. were not yeah, a bazillion podcasts then there were not a bazillion this and that so the fact that people were calling for ron rivera's head was true but the heat is not like it is on matt rule right now and number two ron rivera gave carolina panther fans even in worse years competitive teams that performed in november and december Mm-hmm. which is when you they they had some fight in them that that saved his job that you said oh well we couldn't stop the run you know but but they were in these games there ain't no cardiac cats bro in the matt rule era mm-hmm. you used to complain everybody used to complain about the cardiac cats and how we we uh like they made your heart a, a flutter right guess what you know what sucks more and nobody giving a shit. Like I am, I'm like on a debt resting. My heart rate during these games is like a resting pace. I'm not even, even I'm like excited anyway. 
this I don't think it's a good comparison to make between Ron Rivera and Matt Rule. I think it's unfair to what Ron Rivera. I think it, the other thing is is that you knew what you were trying to do with your quarterback, whether or not. I mean, like, is that there were some uh, there was a trajectory set beyond Ron Rivera. And I don't think there's that trajectory set for the Carolina Panthers. Let's go to the next call. You know, I'm so happy we signed Cam Newton to $10 million the rest of the season. He sounds like Nick. When he didn't even play more than a half this game, and it was the last home game of the season. Hmm. Yeah. Matt Roll, are you a fucking idiot? Yes. Yes. Like, straight up, I are you a fucking like idiot? This is the last time the Panthers fans may see Cam Newton at home. And you won't let the man play a full fucking game. This is Nick the only reason why Sam Darnold looked marginally competitive is just because of the very first throw of when he went in. That's it. The dude is straight trash. Okay, now I will give him the. I will say that the offensive line has not been what it needs to be all season long. True. So we really don't necessarily know what we have in Sam Darnold until we have a good offensive line. But we know enough. He isn't the answer. Cam Newton is more more of the answer than Sam Darnold is, and yes. Cam isn't necessarily the answer. I'm okay with rolling with Cam for another year, another two years. Yep. Okay? Knowing full well that we aren't going to make it to the Super Bowl with Cam, even if we had a team around him. He just he doesn't have – it's not that he doesn't have a dog in him. It's just he's not the player that he I was, don't and that's watch nothing against Cam. This team never did him any any right with mm-hmm. but with what we did to the offensive line. We never took care of him. So I mean, you can't expect him to last twelve, fifteen years and be right. the same player that he was when he came into the league. Right. All right. Unreasonable. Uh, <sighs> I'm pretty sure well, this is Nick. Let's go, Bills. Oh, wait, they won today, and they beat the Pats. Thank this God. is Nick. I know. It is Nick. It is Nick. Next call. Back and Flex here. Seems like they had two separate offensive play sheets that they were calling off of, and a lot of the shots and more nuanced passing concepts were really going to Sam Darnold, which is kind of funny when you think about it because by the time he was in there, he was throwing to a lot of cover four shells, a lot of prevents, a lot of things you just normally don't see in the middle of a game that's winnable. So I don't know if there's something here to, like, cloud the picture and make them look better or something, you know, justify the decision. But I just noticed that it's two completely different offenses, simplified RPO offense for Cam. Meanwhile, Sam's over here, you know, actually getting a chance to sling the ball. And, I mean, both of them have the offensive line in their laps. But, you know, one guy has the benefit of having the playbook for – X amount of months, whereas the other one. Tom Brady is a homosexual. Damn. <laughs> All right. Final call tonight. He's, got a, hey, he's got a wife I wouldn't mind. <laughs> what the fuck? That, that game, you always think that the most recent loss is the worst loss you could ever have. But next, like the next week, and this is the problem with the Panthers, it gets so bad that you think it can't possibly get any worse. And then, like, it's like hold my beer. Like, it, it's totally like, if you thought last week was bad, 
check out this shit we got. <laughs> Joey's right on the pulse. Yep. It, it was so bad. There was fire mat rule chance of the game, of course. And I was part of them because, I mean, what smart Panthers fan? Even you be? could see it. Nah. You know, I thought there were some passes. Robbie Anderson refused to catch Sam Darnold passes, but that's to be expected. I have a friend who thinks that Cam he threw a few does that on purpose. Could not get any touchdowns. Uh, Frankie Luvu still actually played like he knew what he was doing. Uh, DJ Moore was all right. Tommy Tremble was all right. Um, it, it was bad. The stadium was dead again. Because, of course, I went because I just abused myself every fucking day. Every fucking game week, I abused myself by paying attention to this shit. But it was bad. And you know what the real problem is this year? This year, there's no games that we can hang our hat on. Well, no one blew us out. No one blew us out. Because there are no games this year that we should have won. Maybe one or two, but there are no games this year that we could say we should have won right. that game. Mm-hmm. Anyway, guys. Or that there should have wow, been wow. a different um Maybe the outcome. Eagles. Maybe the Eagles. Like I feel like we played a pretty good game in the Eagles, and then that special teams play kind of turned everything around. We still had an opportunity, but I think that was probably the the one game where we played well and we did what we needed to do where we should have won, or even the Cardinals. I felt like we should have won that one. Um, we did we, win we the did Cardinals. Win the I know what I'm saying is like we should have. Like it wasn't like like at the end of the game, like at the end of the Jets game, like we didn't play well enough to where we felt like we should have won. Right. right at the end we of the won, Houston yeah. game, we didn't play well enough to where we thought like, oh, we should have won that game. Like even though we did win it, like we didn't have this confidence at the end of it. Like we won, and this is so, like we're such a great team because we won this game. Like every time we were constantly like, man, that was an ugly win. Like mm-hmm. the other team came and felt like they played with more passion. I agree with what what uh, what Joey's saying there. Like it doesn't feel like this team wants to win. All right, he came back hey. for more, and it's the I think the final call of the night. Hey y'all guys, cover me for a second. Again. And you know what? I'm going to tell y'all something about like how bad this game was. I mean, y'all already know, but y'all didn't know. <laughs> so y'all really didn't experience it. When we, came, like, when we came out of the stadium, right, there were these like beautiful, like cute dogs. They were so cute. Like three little toy poodles this guy had. And he had like, he dressed them all up and he put a sweater on with bells and stuff. I pet them, and they were so cute. I told my daddy, I said, Daddy, you know what these are? These are therapy dogs, because you need therapy dogs as a Panthers fan. (laughs) And then we get on the train, right, to go home and, like, you know, the light rail train. And so we get on it to go home, and, like, the conductor's doing all this, like, weird shit. Like, Like, you know... Saying all this stuff every station we stop, basically like acting like he doesn't want anyone else to get on the train. And like, we had to stop like a couple times and pull over, which, if you're not familiar with Charlotte's light rail, that never happened. But it happened today, like, it was twice we had to stop and pull over, and like, they powered off and all that other stuff. And like, people on the train were like, oh shit. And then like, we were even going through slow through the fast stretches, and it was like, this is, this is so bad. 
that even the Lynx light rail is, is fucked up. Anyway, guys. Wow, wow, wow. But yeah. All right, all right. So he's not wrong about how bad it is. And, you know, CK, I actually just got an alert a minute ago, and I'm trying to find the article. I got an alert from NFL.com about Sam Darnold uh, taking the job back and how he's expected to start next Sunday. Uh, I got an alert for it, and I clicked on it, and I didn't bring the article. The now I can't back. find the article anywhere on NFL.com. It's like, well, damn. I mean, I believe it. I know. I mean, I, I just I think yeah. that, I, that statement, taking the job back, like, right. like it was ever like a competition to begin mm-hmm. with. Like it was always Sam Darnold's job, and Cam Newton was never here to take it from him. It was he was here to you know hold the torch and maybe get us through Sam Darnold's injury. Um, like I mean, I'll put it out there like this. I mean. I like we talked about Mark Sanchez being a horrible announcer. Mm-hmm. Everything Mark Sanchez said today was just like constantly saying like, "Oh, putting putting uh, Sam Darnold in in this situation was such a bad decision." Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm just sitting there thinking, "Cause like, because w- why would you put him? Like, you're gonna hurt his confidence." I'm like, "You're acting like Cam Newton, like he wasn't the starting quarterback at the beginning of the fucking year. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't like he wasn't brought in here to be the starting quarterback." for the you know Carolina Panthers. And if anything, you should be having that same that same feeling of like uh of, of a visceral reaction to Cam Newton being put into this squad, into this he team. He never gets that excuse. Like like it's it, the fact that so many people are like saying like Sam Darnold got the short end of the stick today coming in with, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm like, dude has had more games this year than Cam Newton has and you're making a bigger excuse for him. That's just so stupid. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it almost makes me feel like bringing Cam in was to protect P.J. Walker. They didn't want to put P.J. Walker behind that <laughs> and ruin, hit, ruin his psyche or his reputation. So then, like, well, fuck Cam. We'll do that to him. We don't care. So they brought right. him in just to save P.J. Walker. Because, like I said, I, it, it just none, none of the, anything what they do makes any sense. And, Tony, I was just telling him I got an alert from NFL.com saying that Sam Darnold is expected to be the starter next week. Taking the job back is what it said. Uh, took it back. Yeah. So he took it back tonight. I mean, I'm glad. You know what? Like, I don't even hate him. I don't even hate him. I don't hate anybody yeah. on this. Uh I just hate what we I gotta I hate what we have to deal with. Right. And um, so you know what is who gives a shit mm-hmm. if he is the starter. I mean, it's just a The I don't know what the alert I need to get from NFL.com that's going to make me feel better. There's not going to be one. We get a whole new offensive line. You know, like Carolina trade. <laughs> 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 yes. Oh Carolina's man, no draft right. picks for four uh, years. We got five new offensive linemen. So, all right, uh, that's the C3 Panthers post game show. Let's uh, do some player of the games. Tell the shame. Dab on them picks, as we call it. Um, dab on a pick. I mean, it sucks. Uh, you know, I wanted to give a a dab on a pick to Cam Newton and what would be his final game, arguably, uh, in Bank of America and may arguably be his final game for the Carolina Panthers. You know, I would not be surprised if they did some weird shit where they're like, oh, well, we're gonna start Sam Darnold and Cam's got a shoulder something right. so we're gonna get pj so i want to dab on cam but there ain't really nothing to dab on i'm sorry man is that um 
that pass that he threw, that interception. Um, I don't want to hear about people in his lap and this and that. And then I mean, it wasn't anybody. He literally, his arm got hit by his own offensive lineman. Like, anybody would have thrown that ball like that. Yeah. Like well, that, I, won't I mean, where was he throwing it to? Where was he throwing it to? If you Just look a, at that, like Sanchez was saying, where were you? Th- like, there was a like a soft zone area right there. For I can't remember who the wide receiver was. Like, I wow. was thinking it was going. You're it was defending the throw. Yes, he, dude, that he, throw was not, not a. Yeah. Like it was not a problem. Like it was. It, it was the problem again. And this is where I'm saying I'm tired of the conversation about the offensive line. Is the problem with that that play was our offensive line couldn't keep the keep out of Cam Newton's lap. And like literally got into his throwing, like where his own helmet, the our own offensive lineman hit his elbow as he's throwing the ball. Like we've seen plenty of you know quarterbacks throw interceptions when they get their their arm hit. And that's that's the part. I like wow. I can't even praise him for. Him. I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Like it just like it would have. There was a lot of people over there. And yeah, you can give me this and that and this and that, but like there was a lot of people over there. It ended up being a pick. Like, I well, mean, like, what am I supposed to say? All right, my dab on them. I got a dab on somebody. I got to give somebody a good game, and it's Liram Hallejuja. There you go, Liram Hallejuja. He got he's he accounted for all six points mm-hmm. for us tonight. Six points, thank you, Hallejuja. This game was so That's, bad, I can only dab on players for, like, I have to go and pick, like, specific plays. And I'll just say... Maybe Shai Brady Smith. Christensen. Yeah. I'm going to say Shai Smith for that uh, for the for the big Ooh, catch he had yeah. with Sam Darnold. Just simply because that was a broken play, and he recognized it. He broke free from his defender. Um, right and, and he caught the ball. I mean, so, you know, we had right. one play. Yeah. But it, it was... And it know. made everybody cheer. Wasn't that funny? The juxtaposition. Right. That was, I think, the first play that Sam Donald came in on. So he was... They were booed the fuck. And then all of a sudden, you hear the crowd cheer. You're like, oh, my gosh. Right. Oh, Pick as, soon as, he side, made that, as soon as he made that pass, the first thought on mine was, oh, gosh, I'm not going to be... I might be eating a ton of crow on the show today. But it ended up playing out not to be that way, so... <laughs> <laughs> CK, you got a dab on him. Yeah, I mean it's got to go to the the other team, right? I mean, uh, Antonio Brown came out here and made uh, Stephon Gilmore look like he was a uh, a rookie, uh, you know, undrafted free agent. Um, you know, I know like uh, that may be a bit of an exaggeration, but when you look at uh, at what happened today and how many times that uh, Stephon Gilmore was caught with his back to Antonio Brown. Um, Antonio Brown won that matchup, and there was not even a close argument that you could make that uh, that wasn't on Stefan Gilmore. Stefan Gilmore was, uh, in my opinion, possibly the worst uh, secondary member of this team today. Yeah. Um, the towel of shame pick, uh, which this goes to where people used to say it was bad. Remember, like when people used to get mad at Cam. They say it was pouting. And then Cam even, now Cam even got, he tucks it in now. So it yep. doesn't look as pouty, I guess. Um, my talent of shame really goes to Matt Rule. I mean, like this, is the talent of shame goes at this point is we are, whatever this team's record is, is better than they are. 
The fact that they won five games is miraculous. And that's not about talent. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if it's about coach. I don't know what it is. But at the end of the day, this team is like the least interesting Panthers team that I have ever covered on this podcast. And we've been we've been doing this podcast every Tuesday night, 9 p.m. C3 Panthers podcast uh, since 2013. I mean, you know what? I'll give one other um, talent shame. Chuba Hubbard, man, he just ain't good. Yeah, I tried to defend. I him don't think week, he's good. I couldn't this week. Yeah, I just, man, out of all the shit, I used to love some Cameron Artist pain. I used to love. I like. I had some of these, and, and they would be like, "Oh no, no, no!" I'm telling you this: is Chuba Hubbard's got more opportunities than nine out of ten backup running backs that I've ever covered for this team have, and he's been worse than ten out of ten of them. So Chuba Hubbard, you get my talent shame too. Matt Fool, Chuba Hubbard, hit the road, Jack, and don't you yep. come back. No mo, no mo, no mo, <laughs> no mo. Uh, mine's gonna go to kind of touch on what CK was saying. I'm gonna give it to Stefan Gilmore for a couple different reasons. I mean, same reasons, but just to add on to it, uh, Antonio Brown, while he is one of the best receivers of my time, is not there anymore. He's been suspended. He hasn't played in weeks. And he ran all over you. Not to mention, you used to play with this guy in, uh, you know, on defense. Like you, you practice against the first teams. You know this guy how good he is, what he can do, his speeds, everything. And you still let him run all over you. Stephon Gilmore, minus the one interception, I think that he had the first game we got him, hasn't really impressed me very much. Yep. So we've seen him. So he gets my talent shame this week. Um, my talent shame is going to go to Matt Rule's uh, lack of ability to handle clock management stuff. And uh, and honestly, it's actually you know what I changed it. My uh, my talent shame is going to go or um, my ice up is it ice up or no? We're doing talent shame yet. Uh, my talent shame is going to the DBO sign. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, turns out Matt Rule's going to touch that on the way out the door, honey. Right. All right. Uh, we got to get out of here. It's been a long, long road. Um, this is the C3 Panthers post game show. We're here after every game, despite the wins, losses, and kerfuckles. Or kerf- ooh, kerfuckles. I think I just made a new word up. You did, yeah. Kerfuckly is actually what it should be called, which is what is the Panthers season. We're here on Tuesday nights live, 9 p.m. The C3 Panthers podcast, the longest running Panthers podcast out there. You can be a part of the show by participating in the chat room like so many of you have been doing tonight, and we appreciate your support. Uh, smash the thumbs up buttons another way. Subscribe on YouTube. Uh, check us out on iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts is another way to support the show. You can find ways to donate to the podcast in the show notes, but what you can do the most is be here on Tuesday night. Call in at 252-228-5098. Leave a message. We want to hear what you have to say about this team, their future. Matt Fool, Matt Rule, Matt Drool, Phil Snow, <laughs> Phil. Ugh. Phil No. <laughs> Phil No. Phil, see you later. Uh, good Lord. My name's Tony Dunn. You can follow me on Twitter at cat underscore chronicles. Go ahead and give me a follow. Come talk to me about football. I will... Uh, probably say the same things i always say love cam newton hate to see it go this way 
CK, mm. how can they find you on the intranets? Uh, you can find me all over the place. You can find me at uh, uh, on Facebook Gaming, uh, Codizzle Allen. You can find me on the social medias, uh, TikTok, all that stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, that's, uh, go check me out. And uh, you know, hey, listen, it's not a lot of Panthers content outside of my Twitter. Um, but uh, if you're interested in watching video games or anything like that, uh, pop by. I did get a new virtual reality headset um, nice. for Christmas, so I'm going to be playing some games, maybe putting that on stream, maybe putting some videos up on that. And if you guys, I think that would be something super cool for us to maybe get into like a VR Zoom chat and like we can just do the show as our animated characters. You can day. do that? I have an Oculus, so like if that can work in this process, I can be a part of it. Uh, Greg, how can they get after you, my friend? Uh, You can find me at the Bat Daddy fifty two on Twitter is my personal handle, or check out at SCS Podcast One's my other show, uh, live Fridays at nine PM Eastern Standard Time on YouTube. We talk about television, books, movies, all kinds of different forms of media. And uh, this (laughs) week, I think if you're a Star Wars fan, Book of Boba comes out real soon. We're going to cover that and uh, season two of Witcher. I think it's this week with my docket. So and go back and watch their discussion on the new matrix. Yeah, it was fun. Very fun. Just come out publishing it right now. Yep. We'll go back and watch that. They were on YouTube and this Merry Merry Christmas type stuff. Hey, look, Merry Christmas. And all I can say is I hope a happier new year. Until then, we're out of here, folks. Uh good luck and keep pounding. Keep Keep pounding. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.